a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome back. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free, F-R-E-E. Three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. Thank you for sticking with us, Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Thank you, Racetech. Racetech.com. We had Chris Riesenberg out here on day two of the shootouts from Racetech. If you guys want your suspension revalved or even just refurbed with some oil, bushing, seals, head over to Racetech.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Try to get you a better deal on that stuff. Also, if you guys want some engine work performed, they do that as well. And don't be scared. If you got WP suspension, they got Luke, WP guy from the TLD days. Dude is good. He knows his stuff. Head over there. If you guys got WP suspension, they know that stuff too. And of course, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Light Hydrogen is available right now. 2019 Gear Evo line, Light Hydrogen, Kinetic Mesh, beautiful looking stuff. I can't wait until Monster Cup gear comes out. Oh my gosh, it's sexy. I love the colorway. I can't tell you what it is, but I've seen it. And it is good. I like it. I like it a lot. So thank you guys. Head over there to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. I had to wear a Tyler Intiknap jersey today. He's a fly racing rider. Long story. I don't want to get into that. But you can listen to the podcast here today and you'll find that out. But hey, day two of shootouts is in. It's a wrap. Long day today. I'm a little bit less tired, I guess, today. Um, But nonetheless, very long day. We had more riders today than we did on Tuesday. And also, we had a wider um, range of riders today. And today was actually at Sunrise Cycle Park in Adelano, California. Tighter track, a little bit more jumpy, more bumpy today, longer ruts. So, to me, a little bit better of a feeling testing track and just for those of you guys asking and wanting to know why I choose the tracks I do I chose competitive edge and sunrise because these two tracks are tracks that manufacturers test at for their production machines Kawasaki Suzuki Honda and Yamaha all test at these two tracks we've been at this week so what better way to go have a shootout than to some tracks that actually get tested on by manufacturers what a concept holy shit wow hey other media outlets why don't you get on board with some of that ain't no manufacturer testing at milestone you know what glenn helen they do ain't no one testing at paula 
Just FYI. So anyway, these tracks are good testing based tracks. I chose this because, uh, you know, for me as a production test writer, I feel like it's better to go to where these machines have been developed. At least this is where the SoCal scene is and where they're developed. Yes, we are going back east for you guys out there. Uh, we touch on this in this interview podcast as well. But stay tuned for more information on that. We're going to have a whole brand new batch of riders. bike. Well, not new bikes, but same bikes, different tracks. going to be a fun time, different dirt. I can't wait. I love East Coast dirt. I just hope the weather's not too crappy by the time we get back there. But day two today was good, very long. We had eight different riders today. And honestly, it wasn't as close, for the winner at least, it wasn't as close of a race. Between third, fourth, and fifth was very close. Third, fourth, and fifth was a gap of two points. Crazy. So... We had some changes today on day two, which is to be expected in shootouts, and that's the way we like it here, okay? So eight riders in this, uh, you'll listen to eight riders today um, in this podcast. I'm sorry for you guys out there that are bitching about a three-hour podcast, but I'm trying to give you guys the most information that I can that's available. Look, if I was a guy trying to spend 10G on a bike, I would listen to a three-hour podcast and each individual rider's opinion because the more knowledge, the better. Plain and simple. And listen to these interviews because, honestly, there's more to give you guys than just talking about dirt bikes. We talk about technique. We talk about the bikes. We talk about its strengths. We talk about its weaknesses. And we talk about other things that you may or may not know about. So there's actually really cool information in here in these interviews. And also, for a little bonus feature for you guys here today, Michael Lindsay came out from Vital MX to ride. I rented out... Of course, Sunrise MX Park. He wanted to ride. I said, yep, no problem. Um, I get along with Michael. I think Michael's a good kid. So I said, hey, why not do a quick podcast with him? We talk about the state of shootouts, why we do them, why they're still relevant. Uh, We talk about East Coast. He talks about his picks, what he likes and which bikes. We talk about a little bit about motocross action and how they do things. And he talks about other avenues Um, other media outlets that he thinks that may or may not be missing the mark. But like I always say in these podcasts, guys, go to the people you trust. I'm not here telling you do not listen to anyone else and come to me. I'm telling you if you guys like what this is about, stay to this channel, stay with me, download these podcasts, and listen in because there's a lot of information here for you guys to, to grasp onto, okay? And we make it fun. This is not just a robotic podcast. Hey, it's raw. We cuss. It's emotional. It's fun. You'll laugh. It's a good time. It's dirt bikes. That's what the shit is about, okay? Yes, we're testing and trying to get some point across to you all and, and create a winner and see what's what's out there for you guys to, to purchase. But it's a fun sport. Let's try to keep it that way and be serious at the same time. It's possible. Trust me. It's possible. All right, so don't forget to listen to the interviews after this little pre-show here. Again, lots of good media information. I will be announcing the winners Monday night, 6 p.m., Pulp MX Show. Stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Overall rankings and winners and why they're put there, okay? I will be 
co-hosting with Travis Preston. So this will be a great show to come on board and get the Kiefer Inc. 450MX shootout results. It's been fun, guys. I've always have a great time trying to give you guys information. I love dirt bikes. Again, if you guys have any questions, as always, and I see that you guys like doing this because I get a shit ton of emails every day, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will try to guide you in the right direction. Whatever it is, dirt bikes, parts, love life, I'm here for you guys. It's fun for me. This is my passion. This is what I love doing, so we're here. I'm not full rhino. I'm, I'm not going full rhino. Never go full rhino, okay? I'm not trying to, to do that. I'm not about that life, but I am about positivity and fun and dirt bikes. So here we go. Drum roll, please. Day two shootout results. Coming in first place is Blue Crew Yamaha, number one. Number two, followed very closely. Team Green, number two. Kawasaki KX450, number two. Third place today. This is where it got really tight, guys. If you listen to these interviews, man, it was tough for these guys. Again, I had only two returning test riders that came back on day two. Everyone else was new. But everyone's comment that was new was the same as the guys that were on day one. They all say, dude, it was so tough. It was so hard for the first four or five bikes. Tough, tough decision. All these bikes are so good, guys. Podium. Rounding it out, Orange Brigade with a third place, KTM 450SXF. Fourth place, Honda CRF 450R. Fifth place, Husqvarna FC 450. Sixth place, Suzuki RMZ 450. How did they get there? Let me give you the scores. Ranking in number one, Yamaha YZ450F. 1-1, 1-1-4-2 was its moto scores for a total of 12. First place. Second place, KX450F. 3-2-4-2-2-2-1-1. Total of 17 points. Second place. Third place, Orange Brigade, KTM 450SXF. Much different result than they won, guys. 5-3, 5-4, 4-3, 2-4. Okay, 30 points, third place. Fourth place, Honda CRF 450R. 4, 4, 2, 3, 5, 5, 5, 3. And fifth place, Husqvarna FC 450, 2, 6, 3, 6, 3, 4, 3, 5. 32 points for fifth. Sixth place, 6, 5, 6, 5, 6, 6, 6, 6. Hey, guys. Two dudes didn't rank at 6th place, Suzuki RMZ 450. Suzuki was better today at Sunrise. Listen to these interviews. Very interesting stuff. Insane how one day can be all 6s and we go to a different track, different dirt, and then we got 5th places for the Suzuki. So, like I say in these interviews, there's a place for this RMZ 450. It is not a bad bike. Yes, it got 6th. But it's still very damn good. All of these bikes are good, guys. They're so close. We're nitpicking them. We're trying to pick them apart and give you the, I guess, give you a direction on which way to go with the engine, the chassis, the suspension, the ergonomics. All of that's in here. Let's break it all down. And we do, okay? And we will break it down more 6 o'clock, Monday night, Pulp MX Show. Tune in. Going to be a fun one. Real fun one. Especially with Travis there. We had a little 
Lit Pro battle today. Lit Pro came out. Thank you, Chris Hay from Lit Pro to kind of break down each bike and lap times and segments. And it's real fun to do. I'm actually really liking the technology from Lit Pro. They kind of, I wasn't that knowledgeable on the Lit Pro stuff, but now I've kind of get a tutorial on it. And it's really fun. I lay Travis's I Travis lap and my lap on top of one another and to see where Travis was better and I was better. And we were within seven to eight tenths. And it's really cool to see where he was better than me and vice versa. So um, I'm going to put that up on my Instagram at kkiefer120 or Kiefer Inc. Testing. So you can follow those accounts and look at that. But yeah, very cool stuff. Thanks, Lip Pro. Hey, it's been a fun time. We're going to do it again. And we got 250s coming up. And we got off-road shootouts coming up. And we have 85 shootouts. It's shootout season. Tis the season to shoot shit out. Blah, la, 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 here. Anyway, that's my uh, shootout song. So, Weege got his song. I've got my song. So, thank you guys for downloading this. I got some numbers back from the show on Tuesday. It's been a very big hit. So, thank you guys for listening. Please, take your time on this podcast. Digest it. Hear it. Listen to it. Laugh. Get the information. Listen to the commercials. Please, support these sponsors that support me. It really helps me going, keeps me going, sorry. And, hey, I want to keep bringing these bringing these types of uh, podcasts to you guys. It's been a fun ride. So, um, congratulations to Yamaha. Hey, congratulations to all these guys. Great bikes. But, congratulations to Yamaha on the win today. We're going to tally up every rider score to give you an overall champion. I'm basically your tiebreaker if there is a tie, but I don't see a tie. So, um, again, podcast next week coming out with my opinion on the bikes, what I think about my ranking and why I think it should be, um, why I think my ranking is justified to at least give you some opinion on what I think. I didn't want to put it in this podcast because I know some people say, oh, Kiefer's biased, Kiefer likes this bike, blah, 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 blah. So I'm out of it. But if it does come down to a tie, I'm the tiebreaker. So, for those of you guys who don't like it, suck it. Sorry, that's just how it has to be. But uh, we will add up all of these individual rider scores for a total tally, give you an overall winner, and give you a breakdown next week. So that's it for me here. Stay tuned for these interviews. They're coming right up. Eight riders. And don't forget, at the end, talking boy, Michael Lindsay. Cool interview. You guys get some insight on that. Um, so don't forget about that as well. And if you guys listen to the Tuesday show, Travis Preston's in there. He talks about shootouts as well and the Yamaha. So if you guys missed that, Travis is at the end of the podcast on day one. So go back and check it out. Thanks, guys. See you next week. It's been fun. So day two of the 2019 450 MX shootout is at Sunrise Cycle Park. I chose these two tracks, Competitive Edge and Sunrise, because most of the manufacturers test at these two tracks. I know for sure Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, and Suzuki test at these tracks for their production testing. So good track to um, see what the bikes are all about. And I had more riders today. I think I had nine guys today. And a mixture of guys, fast guys, bigger guys, and um, vet novice guys. So a wide mixture of riders today. And first out of the gate, Kelly Gelhouse. That's right. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> So Kelly is... I'm trying to paint a picture for everybody out there. 
What is Kelly Gellhouse? Like, you buy one to two bikes every two, three years? Yeah. So if I'm riding if I'm riding a lot, I'll buy one or two every year. But, yeah, every two to three now. Um, age and weight? 48 years old, 220 pounds. 220 pounds. Slam 220. Okay. So the bet is still happening, I guess, assume. So I got the jacket, by the way. I didn't tell you that. Oh, yeah. So Kelly and I have a bet at Cahia Creek MX. He's 220. I am 170. He thinks that he is going to beat me. Oh, no. Hold on. At a 30-minute moto, he thinks that I will not lap him if I put a jacket on with weight. So that's, what, 50 pounds. 50 pounds of weight. He says I will not lap him in 30 on minutes. On your frail body, I will not be lapped in 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's still happening, by the way. Yeah, it was supposed to happen in July, but somebody hasn't stepped up yet. <laughs> That's true. I got no comeback for that. So, All right, let's break it down real quick for the people. So what would you say your speed is in motocross? Oh, uh, mid-pack novice. Good event. off-road guy, though, but he's a really good off-road rider. Like, He's done endurocrosses. He races off-road races, um, done REM, so he's familiar with bikes. So anyway, let's get down to it. Sixth place is the Suzuki RMZ450. Why did you put it sixth? You know, the sixth place RMZ 450 is almost like a 2006 or maybe even a 2004 Honda 450 to me. They haven't, it's it's kind of stuck stuck at ground zero. It doesn't have electric start. It, uh, it It's good for low low end around turns, but it's, it's a little sketchy too. Before we keep going with this, what type of rider are you? What kind of bike are you looking for? Are you looking for stability? Are you looking for a bike to corner? What do you want? I want cornering. Okay. Uh, power, they all have great power. I want I want it to corner pretty good and uh, stay in a rut, not tip back up, not lean back up, which is what the Suzuki did. Every time I got in a rut, it felt like it wanted to stand back up. Um, front end steering guy, rear end steering guy, you? I ride two strokes and four strokes. I try to steer with the, with the rear. But sometimes it's the front. Okay. So electric star is important to you when you're, when you're purchasing a bike? I would have said I'm a big sissy if you need electric start like three years ago when I was riding all the time. All right. I don't believe you need it. But now that I have two KTMs and every other 450 besides the Suzuki has it, I feel like you might as well have it. It's nice to have. Right. Yeah, and Suzuki doesn't have that. I would assume next year they will. But as of right now, you have to kick to start it. What do you think about the suspension for your 220? You know, it was actually pretty good, um, but like I said, it, I was it was the only bike that was standing me back up in the ruts uh, when I rode today. Um, but every bike out there, even the Air Forks on the uh, KTM and the Husky, were all the suspension was really good. One thing you do like about the Suzuki that you could take away from the day? <laughs> I think it looks really good. I, I like the yellow and the blue. It is a good looking bike. It's it's good looking. If it's on the showroom floor, you might pick it out. And I think it's we've all been frauded by JGR because they make those bikes look so good with those yellow rims, and they go they got winning riders on them. But it's nothing like what I rode today. Yeah, and the MSRP is low, so maybe guys getting into the sport five six thousand dollars for a new motorcycle, two thousand and eighteen version. That's pretty damn good, you know. Yes. Um, fifth place, Honda. Yeah, my first through fifth is really it, it's so tough. It's probably the toughest ever. Uh, the Honda and the Yamaha are awesome bikes. I would personally buy any of those five bikes. Whatever I got the best deal on is what I would buy. I've always been kind of pro pro Yamaha, uh, and I went. I 
I, I wish they had the hydraulic clutch because I put the Cowie in first place, and that's got the hydraulic clutch, and that was kind of the tiebreaker. Right. The motor, the handling, everything was good. I like the Kiaba suspension better than I like Show anything else. And that the only bike here today with Kiaba was the Yamaha. But even though it got into you know fourth place, it's like the top five are awesome. So Honda motor, you like the engine on the Honda CRF? The Honda motor revs out longer. It feels like it has more pull at the top. Okay. I don't know if that's through gearing or if it's just got a stronger motor, but it does pull a little bit better than everything I rode. Um, did you play with the map switches at all? Or you I rode every bike I rode today was the stock map setting. And then when I went back to ride the Kawasaki again, I put the Mellow on, which was the black chip. I put that on, mm -hmm. and that was smooth, and that's what I like that. I don't have as much wheel spin, so I'm, I might be faster with that. Right. Um, fourth place, Yamaha YZ450F. We talked a little about that. Let's touch on how good overall that package is when you hop on it. Best suspension. You get on the bike. It, it feels really good. Every bike today, even the Suzuki, every bike I sat on while they were setting the sag or just sitting on the bike checking it out, every sorry to interrupt but like did they get the right amount of sag for you and your way they actually yeah the only i had one person set it up at like 113 everybody else was 105 or 106 okay and that's with stock springs so that's pretty impressive yeah so engine feeling on the yamaha yz oh awesome and the noise on it you know it, it sounds fast it, it, it's a little noisy but it it sounds fast and it is fast right um ergonomically okay i love it you know wait till we get to the husky i'll tell you something crazy about that but yeah everything on the yamaha you sit on that if i sat on that bike on the showroom floor i really love it yeah. it's great um so third place husqvarna and you sit on your notes i see very close for you like ktm and husky so not to let the cat out of the bag but husqvarna is third ktm is second for you but first things first husqvarna fc 450 you, you uh, must like that bike a lot yeah i, I remember last year Last year, it felt like my ankles were farther apart than the rest of my body on the bike. It felt like the engine cases were wide or something. I asked them about this new Rockstar Edition that's now the stock edition, and they said, yeah, it is slimmer. So it was kind of nice to uh, you know, to have them recognize that I was actually right about that. But uh, the Husky used to feel wide. It feels just as slim as all the other bikes. It feels great. The one thing on the Husky that I will comment on that sounds really kooky the fenders are the ugliest things I've ever seen. Are we talking rear and front? The, the front fender is what I'm looking at. Okay. So, the, but the rear fender is a little funky too, but it's an awesome bike. So for me to say it's got funky looking fenders is really weird. But when you sit on that bike in the showroom, or if I sat on that bike in the showroom, I would not pick it because the fenders are funky. The other ones have a nice point to them. This is, I don't know. It's different. What about air fork? Can you tell the difference between an air and a spring fork when you're riding? normally but today i didn't today i like i was just as happy with the with the air forks on those bikes as the, on the ktm and on the husky as i was the kaaba on the yamaha they were all pretty good and today on the track sunrise it was ripped really deep good ruts today actually had some nice size bumps some square edge stuff so i think today is a good overall you know opinion on a motorcycle for suspension chassis and engine well i agree and what was nice is when we got here this morning it was deep and wet and uh real soft and now it's it's kind of hard pack and slick so we got to ride both situations which is what i did with the cowie i went back with a different map and it was still good vibration on uh husqvarna versus the japanese bikes any noticeable you, no not for me but the other test guys were like hey the ktm and the husky you know they're vibrating in my hands and i'm like I didn't feel it, 
but I did have some serious arm pump, rode through it, but it didn't, I'd never noticed, I never noticed the vibration. Okay, so the KTM is second for you. Why did it beat out the Husqvarna? So, are we talking about plastic and lines? Is this no, no, no. When I when I slowly laid my bike into the uh, into the ruts, it stayed in the rut a lot longer. Okay, and yet just simply cornering ability on the KTM. Um, yeah, the cornering the cornering was good. I I I, I do ride a KTM. I'm not biased. I'm actually kind of an anti-KTM, anti-Husqvarna my whole life. And now I have two. I have two KTMs at home, which essentially is Husqvarna's in my mind. But um, they're great bikes. Um, so I think I have a little bit more comfort uh, being that I come from a KTM. But the KTM 450, when I went into some of the ruts early this morning when the ruts were deep, it didn't stand up on me. Right after I rode the Suzuki and that thing was standing up everywhere. So it was really noticeable. Engine feel the same to you between the two? For me, yeah, they both felt great. What I uh, what I liked, and again, I rode everything on the stock settings. People are telling me, oh, the Husky's got a much stronger motor. Well, I tell you what, the, the uh, KTM motor was it pulled it pulled really good and long and was real smooth. Yeah, usually people say KTM is a little bit more bottom end, and the Husky is not as much bottom end, but it pulls better mid to top, and you feel KTM feels. Just I think I I I thought they both pulled really good. Um, the the best pulling bike out of all of them was at the top was the Honda. So out of all the engines today, Honda, you think has the best engine? Honda seemed to have the strongest engine at the top. Mm -hmm. I'm not riding at the top very often. Right. So, I mean, even the Suzuki was good down low, but, um, yeah, every, every motor was pretty strong. Kawasaki takes your pick today and it's been a great bike for the last, you know, this whole shootout. It's been in the one twos. Yeah. I remember, you know, the last couple of years riding it and going, yeah, you know, you, gonna ride that thing get it get your test done with that and get onto the good bikes but i actually rode it twice today and uh it it was really good the hydraulic clutch is good but the power was good i remember the power being good last year on the bike but the power was good the brakes were great um and that the hydraulic clutch is sure nice that was kind of what put it up there what about cornering so this has kind of been of a nightmare for kawasaki the last you know a few years it's been a rear and steering bike and i feel like now with this 2019 it's more neutral feeling you can steer at the front and the rear you you corner it okay yeah I, a matter of fact i felt like a hero in some of the turns because i was able to get get real low going through the turns and accelerate them out accelerate out of the turns with with ease so um kawasaki takes his number one pick before we wrap this thing up would you go buy a kawasaki because we talked about this earlier about you don't know about reliability about kawasaki but now that you've ridden it and you ranked it first, you what know, do you think? I, I would buy bikes one through five. I, I would buy any of them. Wh whatever I feel I have the best support with, like let's say I have a buddy that races and I can get some used parts from him and I'm at a race and I need a part, I probably would buy the bike he's on. Um, typically, uh, I've always liked Yamaha, so I, I probably would buy a Yamaha um, but I've been on a KTM kick lately, so it's just going to come down to the deal. So Kelly Gellhouse ranking is Cowie, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, Honda, and Suzuki. Thank you for 220 pounds. Lighter than last time. What were you last year? Probably closer to the 240s. We might have lied to 230 or so. But uh, Yeah, so we had a couple big guys today. You you weren't the biggest guy today. No. So we have a bigger guy today, so stay tuned for that. But thank you for doing this. And honestly, straight up, like... You are a general consumer. Like, 
you, you're a fan of motor, motorcycles, you like riding, um, you can you could go buy a bike every year if you wanted to, um, but you're a cheap ass and you don't do that. Amen. But, you, but we're sitting in a nice Ford Raptor right now. <laughs> but screw the dirt bikes, I'm getting a Raptor. So I had to refine the house for this. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Okay, we're here. We're back. Second rider of the day, 2019 450 MX Shootout, Sunrise Cycle Park. We are here with Arena Cross legend, Arena Cross legend, and Race Tech employee Chris Riesenberg. Thanks for having me out. Yeah. So how long has it been? So let's just get to the to the facts right now. You haven't ridden in what five years? I haven't ridden a dirt bike at all in six years. Six years. And okay, what is the height and weight we're working with today? I am six foot. Okay. And I got a desk job and passed 300 pounds like JS7 going through some whoops. <laughs> there you go. So for those of you guys out there, I posted an Instagram photo of Chris riding and I got a lot of, you know, really positive comments saying, hey, there's a lot of you guys out there that are bigger riders that, and these shootouts aren't getting these type of dudes out there. So yes, we understand the suspension is going to be soft. We get it. But there is other aspects of dirt biking that is important besides suspension. So we already know you guys are going to send your stuff off, hopefully to Race Tech to get it revalved, right? You better. We got the big guy settings dialed in. Yes. So uh, what? First things first. You're from Minnesota. Yeah, I live in Minnesota now. I grew up in Iowa, racing around the Midwest. Okay. And you quit racing and win. Uh, I had my last year. I had a pro license was 2005, um, and I went to college. I raced like some Friday night fair race type stuff for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then it's been 10 or 11 years since I rode a dirt bike more than three to four times a year. What was your best arena cross finish? Um, the last arena cross I did, actually, um, I had four top tens in Omaha, Nebraska, and that was in 2005. There you go. And that was when we rode 250 and 450 classes. And You rode Hondas? All on Hondas, and I uh, actually had a bone stock 250F. Nice. Suspension and everything. That must have been gnarly back in the 250 and 450. That's Josh DeMuth days, yeah? Yeah, little Josh was, I think he had, had been hurt like two years and then he came back. Yeah. Because I feel like he was before and after me. Okay. Um, Jeff Willow was in there. All right, um, yeah. He was one of the guys for sure. Um, and then like Chad Johnson was just on his way up. Okay. And Darcy, I think, was kind of the top guy right then that's during right. that time. Um, Dude. I liked riding both classes though, honestly. I wish I still did it. That's that's tough. 250 and 40. And you actually had to ride a big bike and a little bike, so... It really separates guys. It shows who's better on which bike. Because some guys are really good on small bikes, but not good on big bikes, right? Yeah, I was big. So even then, like, I was 230, 240 racing arena cross. So, you were? Yeah. My starts on 250Fs were, were not awesome. Huh. Um, but 450, like, that was a lot of guys were still on two strokes. Yeah. So I killed the starts on that thing. And I was always, obviously, being bigger, I was getting the whoops. So. Awesome. I always had way more success on the 450, even though I'd say I was just as fast on the 250, just trying to pass people is tough. Yeah, it's really across this stuff. So he hasn't ridden in six years. We we brought him out of retirement. We forced him. We couldn't take no for an answer. So you're here. You experience what it's all about. Sunrise, good day, choppy, rough, um, disc deep, jumpy. Um, and you haven't did that in a while. No, I thought I'd be fine jumping and that corner speed would be the hard part, and it was the exact opposite. I totally forgot how to jump a dirt bike, um, and corners came back pretty quickly. But by the end of the day, I was maybe jumping half the stuff. I, I went from vet beginner to vet sea rider maybe, and then there you go. maybe vet intermediate in the corners. We should get the lip pro on you today and see what <laughs> that's all about. So sixth place for you, Suzuki RMZ 450. 
Give us a couple reasons why you liked and disliked the bike. Um, I actually would say it was tied with my number one pick, which I'm not going to give away, for best cornering motorcycle. Okay. Um, all the way through the corner. As far as like going into the corner, um, through the middle, and exiting the corner, it was awesome. The problem was is there was no explosive power coming out of the corner um, or even roll-on power. It almost had to ride like a, you almost had to ride it like a 250F. And when you did do that, then obviously the handling goes away because you're high in the RPMs. Just the power was really, really short on it, and it made it feel super, super heavy to me as well. Um, if I was in better shape and hadn't been off a bike for six years, I'd probably really like riding that bike. Um, back when I used to race, I was kind of a revver and, and almost rode a 450 too, too aggressively. So it probably would have fit me pretty good. I mean, it was a really comfortable bike. It just... I had to work really hard to go fast at all on it. Right. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are saying here in the shootout. It's like, it's not a bad bike. It's just not a lot of excitement. It's pretty vanilla in the engine category. And and some of the guys actually appreciate that because it's easier to ride. But faster guys or guys that know how to corner say it makes it heavy because there's not a lot there to get you through the corner. But it still has that Suzuki character in the corner for you, right? yeah? Yeah, I mean, I just, I've actually never ridden a Suzuki before. Um, oh, so wow. now I know what everybody's talking about with it, for sure. Um, I compare it a lot to, if I were to ride like an 06 Honda 450 or 08 version with arena cross gearing on it, um, which I used to do a lot of because I liked that snappy power low, um, and I didn't mind riding it in the revs. Um, it feels a lot like that. Like, that bike, I loved the way it cornered and stuff, and I would say that was the closest thing to that version of bike, so... Um, I know a lot of people say it's one of the best bikes out yeah. there, you know, and so it's not by far not a bad bike. Um, the front end had a really good feel to it for me. Are you um, a front end steer guy or rear? Going into the corners, I like to drive with like over the front pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm to the apex though, it's all rear steer. Okay. Um, fifth place for you, KTM 450 SXF. Um, what do you think of the engine on this thing? Uh, that was the first bike I rode and the one I spent the most time on and I spent the most time on it because the engine was pretty sweet. I really liked it. Just, I couldn't believe how much power there was everywhere. I mean, I didn't get out of third gear, I don't think, honestly, all really? around the track. Just, even with me being bigger, it still would pull. Um, and it was smooth. It's just, for me, that bike, I, I couldn't push it as hard as I wanted to because I couldn't get a feel on the front end. We tried a lot of different stuff to try to get a little bit of comfort uh -huh. and as soon as we got comfort then it was real wallowy and divey and unpredictable on any landings and such um the suspension set up on all the bikes i tried to take with a grain of salt because obviously they're not set up for me right um but i would say that that's probably by far the worst one that i rode um i just couldn't get comfortable on that bike what about let's talk about air forks real quick before we move on to the fourth place bike you being a bigger guy does the air fork help you or hurt? Or do you really notice a difference when you're riding with the air fork versus spring fork? Um, I preferred the spring fork for sure. Okay. Um, I didn't know how much I would notice. I actually thought the air fork bikes might have an advantage because they could bump up spring rate. Right. Basically, and I definitely need more spring rate. Um, but the the harshness was, was really hard on my hands for sure. Um, and then the lack of front end feel just... I understand what people talk about with an air fork, um, and I would, I would venture to say the little bit that I know about suspension, it's probably worse for a big guy because we're running such higher pressures mm -hmm. that it's going to be stickier, so harsher, fighting sticky. Yeah. Um, but I definitely noticed it a lot worse on the KTM than we'll get to the Husky. Obviously, has a 
same fork and right. had a much different feel and result. Um, fourth place, ride red, Honda Sierra 450. I actually saw you ride the bike, and to me, and I, I didn't see you ride every bike today, but when I saw you ride most of the bikes, for some reason, I thought you looked the best on the Honda Sierra 450R. Yeah, it's, um, I've always ridden Hondas, um, ever since I've been on the 80s. I've never ridden anything else. I had a great dealer that supported me and took care of me. Um, so it, it was never an option to go anywhere else. Um, Does it feel home to you? When and you it still feels home. Like just the levers, the controls, the brakes. Um, I was asking that or telling the Honda guys about it and they were talking about how they changed the brakes a little bit. And I never actually got them uh, on them hard enough to notice what they changed or what I'm supposed to feel. Okay. Um, basically I was trying to be smooth and flowy versus <laughs> fast. Right. Um, you're not pointing and shooting but everywhere. The Honda cornered really well for me. The biggest thing with that thing, um, on the on the negative side is the front end was uh really rigid feeling okay and we tried a couple suspension changes to help right um but it just i felt every little bump and vibration through the bars um on that one other than that though i mean it's it's a honda it felt like home to me for sure um it still has that similar honda feel that hasn't gone away um so i was able to put it where i wanted it and everything and lay it into the turns and is that one of the top cornering machines today for you i think it was um it was number three for me. Okay. Um, on the cornering side, probably a tie for third. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty good. The biggest thing though is it just felt like home. Just the sound, the power band, like all that stuff. It's still a Honda. Yeah. Um, I tried a couple different maps with it, okay. and I believe the Suzuki. I went with the more aggressive map, but okay. I tried different maps on all so the. So when bikes. you went to the Honda map, that map switch, there is map one which is standard. You have a map two which is. Uh, a smoother map and then you have map three which is more of like the aggressive map um so that was out my next question was which map did you end up going with so on most of the bikes i was going with the mellow map on the honda I actually ended up liking the standard one better than the okay. mellow one the so mellow one, one didn't have enough excitement for me okay um or enough power but most of them when i tried the aggressive map it was just too hard to hold on to right um Whereas I was trying to be real smooth, arky through my corners and stuff, and the mellow map typically was was better for that. Whereas the Honda, I needed the the power for sure. Um, third place, Kawasaki KX450, new bike this year. It's been doing really well. Um, obviously, you haven't ridden the Cowie in quite some time, but I've had a lot of work with these things, and it's it's tough to set up. Actually, you and I worked together last year on a setting for the Air Force, and. Although we didn't make it better, it still just isn't quite as comfortable as a spring fork. So we're back. We have a spring fork on this thing now, so it ranked third. So what did you like about this bike? Um, immediately I got on the Cowie, and it was confidence-inspiring everywhere that I rode it. Um, it was super consistent, and if I jumped short or long, it, it absorbed it chassis-wise. It stayed straight. It was really, really predictable. It had great power. Um, it was everything about it was really good i really liked the clutch on that bike okay um, everyone likes that they said it's more feels like a cable clutch almost it's kind of an in-between um it's kind of like i i've always been on cable clutch guy because i've never ridden a hydraulic truck a hydraulic clutch before today like more yep. than a couple hours at a time um so it still had that similar kind of cable-ish feel but yet it has an easy pull of hydraulic and always is there and um the power was really good on it for sure and on that one again, we went to, I went to the mellow, uh, the, the coupler, coupler yeah, yeah black. went yeah. to the, went to the black one 
and was more comfortable on that for sure. Um, so now we're talking about all these suspension. We're really not getting the suspension, but was there one bike? And we and you could skip around here. Was there one bike that when you got on the suspension was like okay? I maybe could ride this the way it is, and it wasn't too bad. Um, I would say that there was three of them that were... Decent. ...in that realm, and that would be um, the Husky, the Yamaha, and the Cowie. Okay. And um, it, I could have I could have went and lined up for, like, a local vet race or right. something with that, and um, I wouldn't recommend doing it for very long because, honestly, I didn't think the suspension thing would be that big of a deal. We talked about the jumping right. stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't want it on, like, lap four. Oh, God. <laughs> um, on, like, a 30-foot tabletop because I just didn't quite hit it fast enough. I was just kind of building up. And I normally, on my bike, it's, like, no big deal to do that. Right. Um, but I realized, okay, it's almost not safe to ride with suspension this soft. Right. So with my timing being off from not riding and stuff, um, I was pretty easy on suspension. But I did push it really hard going into the corners where, like, I was going right through the rough lines on purpose to just see what the bike would do. Yeah. But yeah, those bikes, those three seem to work better than the the other three. Those were at the top. Um, KX450 feel long to you? It did a little bit. Um, stable. It was very stable. the The bike was uh, very close to second place for me. Okay. Um, the biggest thing for me, honestly, was the the controls on the thing were they're real skinny. Yeah, the and, blades on them are real. And skinny. then, so it felt weird in my fingers. And then also, I was grabbing too much, and the brakes on that thing are almost i would say they're too good i couldn't really feather them into the corners so not not a lot of linear feel it's more on off exactly so i would go to use it even to like keep the front end from pulling out of a rut and just tap the brake and i would grab too much and then knife it and um the bar feel on that even was just the whole controls if the handlebars had different controls and different feel it would have been a close battle for yeah it's one of my complaints on the cowie too like i have you know size large gloves hands and the blades on the on the clutch and the brake lever are just thin and they kind of leave a, a mark like a callus on my finger absolutely I started to feel a blister forming on yeah. it actually right, right. away um, second place surprising because it's away from the orange brigade FC 450 Husqvarna um, actually Husky has been I shouldn't say Husky they don't like when I say that Husqvarna has been beating the orange brigade bike in a lot of these um, individual opinions so what did you like so much about this bike um, the first thing I noticed is um, I have on here map two equals incredible. Oh, really? Um, so that's more of an aggressive map. It was awesome. I I had power everywhere. I rode third gear. I could do anything I felt like I wanted to do on this bike. It felt longer than the KTM, but the biggest thing I noticed is it absorbed everything way more than the KTM did for me. And, again, being out of shape and whatnot, I... It needs something that's not going to beat my hands up, and it made such a big difference. I got on that bike, um, I rode them back to back on purpose because I thought they would be close, right. and it really wasn't even close. The Husky to me, um, the KTM Power, I would say was was fairly close, but the the Husky chassis handling feel setup was hands down more comfortable for me right away. I'm glad you say this because I get a lot of emails. Here, it's the same bike, dude. Like. KTM, Husqvarna, it's the same freaking bike. Which one should I buy? And I go, honestly, yeah, on paper, there's a lot of similarities. There's some differences, obviously, airbox, swing arm, the muffler inside, um, handlebars. There, there are differences. But on the track, they really don't connect. They're, they're totally different feeling motorcycles. 
absolutely. I was one of those people that thought you guys were all crazy. Yeah. Um, that they were all different. And now I've, I've definitely ridden it back to back on the same track, same day. And they're completely different. I mean, the Huskies way up in, <laughs> in second. And honestly, the KTM was a distant fifth for right. me. It wasn't even close. And it's all chassis feel. Um, where the Husky... I had a little, I had to work it a little bit to get it like the ruts today or corners today had kind of ruts coming in and right. then the exits were kind of more blown up into berms in a lot of them and I had to work a little more to get it started into the turn and follow the rut but once I got it started to turn I could get on the gas and steer with the rear and that power was so smooth and so fast um, it made me think of the first time I ever rode a mod 450 engine oh, yeah. and um, it was really really smooth and fast like it then I didn't realize how much better it was until I started coming out stuff way faster and that's how it was when I got on the Husky the power was so smooth it didn't feel like I was going way faster until I started coming out everything way way faster and everything was just way easier so when you rode a little harder it kind of rewarded you yeah it was easy to ride fast right and that's the thing about the Husqvarna and the KTM not a lot of bottom end it's more of a linear pull feeling from the other bikes but when you do ride hard, you carry momentum and you're in accord, and Tickle said this in, on Tuesday, it's like, it's just easier to ride these bikes than other bikes because you can ride them up in the RPM similar to a, a smaller bike and it and rewards those riders. So winning this day for you, Blue Crew Life, been doing good just like the Kawasaki has, YZ450F taking the top honors. Right away when you got on this bike, what'd you think? Um, the first thing was, I understand the hype about the thing. Okay. Um, as far as the engine side of things, and I felt at home on it, honestly, right away. And it was the last bike I rode. I was. So you're the tired. Most, the track. The most rough. tired. The track was the most dry and the most rough. And to me, it honestly was a very clear winner. Um, pretty quickly on, I would say by lap three, I was already like, "This thing is sick." Um, it's funny. I I know in the past you've asked guys if you were to go buy a bike, which one would you buy? Right. And before I went and rode the last bike, I was I would say, well, Honda, I have a good deal or a good relationship, and it's really close to as good as the other bikes. I can make it as good. It'd be really hard for me not to go buy a Yamaha right now. It was that much better, just comfortable. Um, we made one suspension adjustment. We just went two clicks in on compression on the fork just oh, to wow. hold it up a little more. Yeah. Um, obviously, we just <laughs> screwed the shock down about as far as we could yeah. without right. losing all the free sag just to get it in the ballpark. But... I never bottomed the thing. It turned amazing. It had so much power that it felt light. Um, did did I, you know what map you were on? Did they switch I maps? I put it the standard one. They okay. gave me the option to try another one, and I don't. I didn't want to. Yeah. I. Yeah, um, they showed me the app and stuff, but more than enough power. And what was the most interesting thing to me about the Yamaha was all the other bikes. I pretty much wanted to be in third gear everywhere. Um, if I was in second, is revving and kind of hard to handle. Um, just beat my arms up. Right. The Yamaha, I, my very first lap on it, I was cruising in second, and like there's the downhill into those rollers, right. and I was like being lazy, and I was just like, I'm just gonna stay in second and see what it does, and it just kept pulling, and I could ride almost the whole track in second on that thing, and I so I did that my first two cruise laps, and then I clicked third, and I rode the rest of it in third. Like it has such broad power, um, it gets like into the rev area, right. but it doesn't feel like that over rev, real hard to handle. Still meaty, right? Yeah, it's still pulling and still pulling. And then you would expect to lose a little low end with that. But like I said, I would be in third gear and just cruising in it. Still pulls. It was really cool. Yeah. So we what we call some of that too, and I explained this on, on Tuesday show is 
recovery time. If you're in third gear, you roll a corner, and it's kind of down in the RPMs, a little fan of the clutch. It has such quick recovery time that you're back in the meat of the power super quick. And that's what's so beneficial about this bike. We talk about windows and boxes of how these bikes, when you recovery time, if you can adjust suspension, can you adapt to these tracks? The Yamaha's box is very big and, and wide and long because you can go so many directions that it feels as good, if not better, when you do these changes. Yeah, I felt like I could take it to any track, whether it be a tight, like, Faircross track or something big like this or even bigger, and I could run that map. And, I mean, they were showing me the, the app and stuff, and it was cool, but for me, I didn't even need to move the power around. Like, it was so good right away. Um, honestly, the only thing that, that was a negative on that bike for me was probably just getting used to the sound. Um, yeah, it was a little different, but I, that took two laps, and I was fine with it. It, it cornered super good um i would rank it almost with the suzuki as far as how well i could get through the corners on it mm -hmm. um as an arc and it definitely is more explosive than suzuki and felt it just felt like i could put it wherever i wanted it I always had power um the only other negative really was um down by my like shins it felt a little wide on the on the frame side but again it was another it was one lap and i was used to it for me being a bigger guy it really didn't matter um I grip a lot with my legs though, so I noticed it right away just because I could feel it pushing out. Um, what we talked about too, and I, I guess I didn't mention this um, before, Yamaha put their fork height at seven millimeters. So most of the guys started at seven millimeters, stock is five. Um, some guys did go back to five, but you were on seven for most of the most, actually, you were on seven the whole time you were testing. So I think if you guys are looking for a little bit more front end bite out there on your Yamahas, try going up with the fork at seven millimeters, run your your sag between 104 and 105, and that seems to be a really good front-end steering um, type of motorcycle. So, very cool to have you out, Chris. I think it's good for the people out there to listen to this. There's a lot of bigger guys that love to go rip, and I see more and more of them when I go to the track, and shit, I think it's pretty cool that you came out of retirement for us, so I, thanks very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think it'll be six years till I ride again. I had five. Good, that's my, that was my plan, to get you back. <laughs> just like Mathis, let's get you back. Yeah, um, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Yeah, no, you'll be sore tomorrow, trust me. <laughs> but um, I, do have a, I do have a race coming up. Uh, weekend after Monster Cup is the Evergood Open race that i got to go down to for work. So I might just bring my dirt bike down there. The track looks sick. And Are we on the Yamaha? I don't know if I'll have a new bike by then, but I do have the trusty 06 Sierra 450 in the garage, so we might have to bust her out. She's all set up for me with some good suspension, and honestly, it's about like new, because it was my my last arena cross race bike, and I pretty much quit after that. So That's awesome. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today, and we'll see you hopefully uh, soon going around with us. Absolutely. Thanks, Kiefer. Rider 3, the electric diesel is back for 2019 450 MX shootouts. Todd Shakwa. Hello. Hello, is this thing on? Electric diesel. <laughs> Did you know that? I learn something new every time I'm hanging out with Todd. Can you hear me now? Yes. So Todd is, give us your age, weight, riding ability, break us down. 50 years old, 150 pounds, <clears throat> been riding since I was 5 years old. Uh, I ride the 50 expert class currently, which okay. is pretty cool, I guess. Are I never thought, I never really thought like... As you get older, like, oh, man, you're going to race the vet class. Right. You're like 30. And you're old. You think you're old. At 30. Yeah. And then, like, oh, man, when you're a senior, you're going to ride the 40 class. You're like, oh, I'm going to win. Oh. 
And what do you call the 50 class? Super senior. <laughs> call it Viagra at the time. Gray balls required. Everything's working okay, though? <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, good. Just want to make sure that's all good. <laughs> yeah. Sixth place for Todd is the Suzuki. What's up? Just What's... never felt comfortable. Okay. I just, always, the suspension always just felt harsh. I just I'd never settled into the corners. You know, I loosened up. I slowed down the rebound. I softened up the compression on the front and the rear. You know, it just I think it just take a lot of time to get used to the bike. And I had my sketchiest moments on the Suzuki. And Suzuki was here to help to dial things in. You know, there's nothing they could do to make you get more comfortable. No, they tried. Nothing against what the technicians that were out here to help out. It's just time. I think I had to spend a lot more time, or maybe even have the suspension revalved by someone or redone. It just I felt like that was the. Was it more chassis and suspension versus engine? The engine was fine. I mean, they're all all the bikes are ridiculously fast. I mean, you can only ride them to a portion of their potential. They're so fast. Right. How many people can ride a 450 to its limits? Right. Maybe Tomac? Cormichael. Cormichael? Cormichael. 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 Carmichael? Yeah. <laughs> so, just wasn't comfortable on the yellow bike today. Did not ever get comfortable One thing on that it. you like about it? it? The ergonomics, the cockpit, sitting on it, it feels right at home. It's a beautiful bike, too. Yeah, you feel right away. I mean, it's just a matter of, I, I would for sure, if I were to buy that bike, and I think it's not a bad bike by any means, it's... Probably, probably one of the best for the value, right. I imagine. And you and you think it's uh, still one of the... Is it still a viable option for people to get? A absolutely. Like I said, I think I would take it out and, and have the suspension redone. So you think... Uh, would you... I guess what I'm trying to get at is... Would you spend $6,000 on a Suzuki? Yeah, for sure. And you have no problem with that? No problem with that. Fifth place, KTM 450 SXF. It's kind of been floating around that spot, fourth, fifth, third. I haven't talked to anybody else. I just felt bad about even saying that. I just felt like it, it It never worked in the suspension. It felt like it stayed up high in the stroke. It never settled down. It never absorbed the initial, like, four-inch, six-inch little chatter bumps. The crust. The crust. There we go. It's like the initial crust part, right? Yeah, it just never, it never settled into that crust part, and it never felt comfortable. It's just like I was always kind of... Fighting it, and one thing that came out of this test today, out of the whole day, which is one of the bummers of the day, was I'm not even going to ride my old bike in the garage. You're not my old 450. Why? It's just like all these bikes are so much better. Oh really? Oh yeah, they have. And this, you love that thing. Dude. I mean, I love my bike. My my bike at home is a Honda, a 2013 Honda 450 that I just love and I can't get rid of. But finally, it's got to go. Really? It's got to go. It's time to go. This is the year. Well, there's no need to get rid of it. Let's keep it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't really get rid of it. I mean, right, it's not keep really it worth and much. get another bike. You can just get you a test bike, right? I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to get something else. Right. Okay. So, engine. Do you like the engine on the, the KTM? Yes. There's nothing wrong with any of the motors, especially with all the options. I mean, it's got three separate sep, separate settings. Yeah. TC Map One, Map Two. Yeah, it's. Uh, Did you ever go TC today? I, tr I tried all oh no I didn't do the traction control I think that's only good for like starting pads I would imagine no dude like you can put that sucker on they maybe tell I, you about this maybe I, oh no I talked to him about it that you can put that sucker on put it in, you can have an aggressive map map I, 2 and then put traction control on it's money I think that it's only going to work where it's hard pack blue yeah it wasn't groove. that hard packed today. it was deep today right it was pretty deep especially in the morning it right. got a little harder in the afternoon but then they started watering it and it got a little slippery Husqvarna FC450 is fourth I felt that got fourth just because of its flickability. I felt like it was very lightweight. and 
So it felt lighter than the KTM. It did. It, it just felt lighter and more. Uh, it felt more fun. What about compliancy? It wasn't very compliant. That's why it's in fourth. So, so the KTM Husqvarna similar chassis feeling. Yes, but just felt like a tiny bit better on the Husqvarna just because it felt more flickable. Okay. And easier to to you, throw down the backside of jumps. You know what I mean? Okay. Like brake tap. Do you feel anything different with the Pro Taper bars and the other bars in the KTM? Or is it no, every single bike, I had no issues with the handlebars. The handlebars are personal preference. I think you can get used to a bent handlebar. You can get used to that if you rode it right. a couple laps. Right. And just became, you know. You would ride the bent handlebars. I've had to. Haven't we all? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're in the middle of a moto and yeah. you fall. It's not like you're going to get up and straighten out your bars. Right. You just make it happen. So, third place, Rad Red, CRF 450R. It was. You like that sucker? The Honda, yeah. It was. What? Let's talk about the engine on the Honda because the engine is fast on that thing. It is quick. It is. Did you, did you like it? What's up, Todd? It just, I just felt, again, like it never really settled down into the corners that well. And we adjusted the suspension again. We So, chassis, you're saying? Yeah, just the chassis. And I feel bad. For putting it there, but it just third needs place a is lot good. Work. I mean, there's yeah. all these bikes are good, right? Yeah, but the top two are just the. They're... To me, we're just. So let, let, before we get to the top before two, before we get to let, the top two, suspension on the Honda, it felt a little bit harsh as well. So basically, I think you're feeling the chassis versus the suspension. Chassis is a little bit rigid feeling. You, I think? just it felt it needed to be more compliant and more supple. It needed to be more plush. How's cornering on the Honda for you? That's another thing. The, the plusher, the more compliant, the more the bike settles down into a corner. Okay. The easier it is to corner. Right. It's like a lower center of gravity. It's it's easier to carry a rut, and you know you're not sitting up as high. And you, in the suspension. So you still think these top two that we're going to talk about are better cornering machines? Yeah. Okay. Like there, there. Yeah, it was. I never thought I would hear the say that you think a Yamaha corners better than a Honda, but here we are today, Big Air Todd. Yamaha yeah. YZ450F is second. Yeah, and that put a smile on my face all day. You like riding Like, that literally all around the track. I wasn't making any mistakes. It just glides across. Smooth. The braking bumps. Fork is good on that thing. Oh, magic forks. Magic. Magic. <laughs> magic legs. It was, really. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> it has Lieutenant Dan forks. That's what it has. Yeah. But, so, the reason I picked the Yamaha second and it was a close second it was because I, I like to win races okay. I literally that's a bike you could go out and feel comfortable on be happy on the whole time right away right away turn laps six laps into it you're not as tired because you're so happy yeah you want to keep going right. this, it was really a lot of fun did to you mess with the engine tuning ability on that thing on the Yamaha power tuner app I did not so we did not you didn't need to did not need to checked it out it's pretty cool most of the guys came with tp 2.0 map that's what basically they had they went back to stock one rider i heard when i was you know eavesdropping over there went to a tpog map but tp 2.0 or stock were the go-to's today and plenty fast enough for you there was plenty i mean literally a lot of the jumps you struggle over because they're so big and so far apart you could scrub most of them on the Yamaha right because it's so fast was, does the bike feel big to you and not, not at all not even in the remotest what tall, how tall are you again 5'8 yeah so you're not the tallest guy no hey. no I have a small inseam too my legs are short like 30 inch okay so and, and, and you still feel the Yamaha's good really good it was really really confidence inspiring um Cowie wins today for you why does it beat out the Yami 
That's a, they were so close. They were hands. I thought the Yamaha and the Cowie were above all the other bikes. Okay. And uh, I didn't do anything to the Cowie. You just hopped on it. I, I didn't adjust any clickers. I didn't slow anything down. I didn't speed anything up. I just rode it with a huge ear-to-ear grin on my face. Like, it was amazing. Um, I, what Did you think, let's compare forks, because this is a, is a hot topic around these parts right now. Which fork is better, the Cowie fork or the Yami fork? I didn't even think about the forks, to be honest. I just thought... The, the, but now it, we're thinking about it. Well, so it was... The Cowie was so balanced. It was so... The front and the rear worked together so well. It was... It worked as one. Okay. So I but, never felt the back end buck. I never felt like the front end was too harsh. So you're saying the Cowie suspension is better than the Yamaha? I'd say they're so close to the... I mean, they both are... But you picked the Cowie to win, so that has I just something. picked the Cowie to win because I felt that it was more stable. Okay. So more and planted. Sh- yeah, more, there you go. More planted, uh, more confidence-inspiring. Um, just felt like I could go faster on the Cowie. Um, if we had to do lap times, which we didn't do. Which we did, but you didn't get up on that. I didn't get on the whole lap time program. Yeah. Sorry. Just, you guys were bitching about your tenths of a second. I was, man. I make a tenth faster. <laughs> Motocross. We're just yeah. so it was we're so big, mad about two tenths over a, here. It was a little juvenile. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, Travis beat me by like what eight tenths? Uh, no, two tenths. No, eight. Oh, eight. Almost tenths. a full second. That was eight hundred. Was it? It was. It was ridiculous. So, um, and then the other kids were like, they were going back. I didn't know if they were serious. They're like, oh, you got me by three seconds. Yeah. No, we're serious. That's what we do, Todd. We, we're right. serious about our lap times, okay? I, I don't want to get beat by a young kid. I don't want to get beat by Travis. I want to have a good lap. You guys got the high desert rivalry. Yeah, we do. He's a champion. I'm not, so he has that. So you would go out and buy a KX450 tomorrow because that's how much you like it. Uh, yes. And uh, you are a fan of the KX250. Yes. Yes. That's your test bike for this year, uh, and you do like that bike a lot. Maybe that's why I felt so at home on it. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, you never, you don't ride, I'm not saying you don't ride that much, but no, it's not like you riding all the time. No, 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 no. And the last times, the last like four times I've been out, I've been out on the Honda 450. Right. So I haven't even ridden a Kawasaki for a month. Right. So there you have it. Cowie first, Yamaha second, uh, Honda third, Husky fourth, KTM and Suzuki rounded out. Big Air Todd speaks, what did you say, Pickle Fork? Oh, that was my, uh, I, I came up with the... Uh, what oh, did that say? So I'm looking at Todd's nose. What the hell is a pickle fork? It's the pickle fork hydro. What the hell is the, that? It's the green hydro boat on the track. Okay, explain it that. It sails across the water, Okay. across the surface. Okay. Just like you're on... Like a hydroplane. Like a hydroplane. Yeah. The hydroplanes across like the breaking what's, bumps. What's the lake down there that uh, everyone, uh, they have boat races on? But I don't know, like Lake Powell, Lake Massimino, Castaic. So this is whatever. The, it's the pickle fork, pickle, the green pickle oh fork, the pickle. First, it was the electric pickle diesel. fork hydro. Bike. Pickle fork hydro Kawasaki. Congratulations, guys in the R&D department. You created. You guys a, nailed it. I don't know who you guys a are. suspension setting for a bigger Todd. Or, or what you did, but kudos to you guys. Hey, thank you for joining us again. It's always fun to Thanks have you. Thanks for having you. me. I'm glad. I like your honesty. I like your kooky nature. It fits in well with us. I like it. So, thank you. And hey, you're a big hit with these emails that I get, too. Like, we like that Big Air Todd guy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. All right, see ya. Okay, Rider 4. Rider 4. I'm all right with number 4. Yeah, it's a good number. Baggett will be proud. Baggett. Of course you pick a guy in the Rocky Mountains. (laughs) (laughs)
Chris Johnson's with me here. He's a OG Keeper Inc. testing rider. He's from the Dirt Rider days. But we said, F you, Dirt Rider. And we jacked him over here. So he's here with us. Second day, 19450 MX shootout. You guys know where you're at. What'd you think, dude? You have a good time? Dude, I had a great time. I look forward to this every year. You've been ripping lately, too. Dude, I feel solid, man. The more I ride, like, it's kind of screwing with my head, though, because, like, every day, I usually just ride on the weekends. Listen to me. Listen to me. What? Listen. I'm I'm trying. You're you're fast, right? We get this. Okay? But as you're getting better, don't let the racing bug bite you again. It's not even, like, the racing bug. It's just, like, I just want to do sick shit on a dirt bike. Why can't you? I mean, I can, but I just got to be on a Saturday or Sunday. Okay, so he works. What's your job? What's your job title? So I am a project manager for a coding company down here in San Diego, and Pops owns the business, and he gives me a really hard time whenever I want to ride dirt bikes. Because you need but, to be working. Yeah. All right. You know, the last name's Johnson, so if, if anybody... Big Johnson. <laughs> if anybody out there knows my family, like my dad's a workaholic, grandpa's a workaholic, I'm supposed to be a workaholic. Right. Yeah, that runs in my family as well. So, Trust me. And I'm I'm all about working. You can hard sleep when you're dead, son. Yeah. Go to yeah. work. You know. Yeah. I gotta I gotta put time in the business and you know, it's a priority and and uh, I don't know, it goes on and on and on. But hey, CJ's a good rider. He <laughs> looks good on a bike, he can evaluate pretty well, he's honest, I like that. He's not tied to anything, and that's the requirement here over at Kiefer Inc. testing. So give us the rundown, your height, weight, riding ability. Uh, I am six feet tall, weigh around between 160 and 165, depends on what I eat for breakfast, which okay. is usually not something good for me. Right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I live down in San Diego. I'm a SoCal. You're professional. Uh, Ex-pro. Washed up pro, yeah. I, I, he I rides at a that. good level, guys, so don't, don't let it fool you. <laughs> so sixth place Suzuki. Well, I've been talking about this every time. We always say sixth place Suzuki, blah, blah, blah. What what do you like about this bike? What is good about the Suzuki? Why should a guy listening to this say, you know what? I don't give a shit what Kiefer says. Sixth place, whatever. I want to go get a Suzuki. Why should he do that? The it's a it's a solid machine, like all around. It corners really well. Um, like the the reason why I put it sixth is just because all the other manufacturers like that. It's something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suzuki's been the same forever. Like I get a on kickstart. it. Yeah. You know, I I told him right whenever I got on the bike, I was like, man, I haven't ridden a bike with a Kickstarter since well last year. Right. You know, the shootout. I I, I normally ride a KTM and and yeah, <laughs> like it's still got a Kickstarter. I know it's tough, but um, it's but still- like I like riding it. I really enjoy riding the Suzuki. Um, you know, if, you, if people watch me ride it, like I rip on the thing. Yeah. The thing's solid, but it just doesn't have anything that's like super exciting about it. Right. Um, whereas, you know, the other bikes and stuff, like, something's different, or, you know, this changed, that changed, and it's like, oh, yeah, man, like, bike's good. And it's not the, the technician's fault, man. They, they, they try their hardest, they bust their ass, you know, and... No, like, literally, I mean, I would go buy a Suzuki. Right. Like, they're... Plus, if you get a Suzuki for, you can buy a 2018 Suzuki for, like, five grand. There we go. Right? Like, if you're hard up, and you want to, you want to, like, uh, just get on a bike and not spend a lot of money then there you go and, and especially like if you're not a top level guy or like you just want to go enjoy yourself riding a dirt bike on the weekend like that thing's perfect yeah it's not like you're the, not gonna you're, it's not gonna hold you back no not at all like the the motor's mellow like it, it's you know there's nothing really 
like you, you know a lot of people get on a 450 and they're like oh man the thing's way too fast right. i can't hang on to it right like the, the suzuki like if you if you want that little bit of extra power you don't if you're, you're if, yeah, if you're a 250 guy. f guy you're like i don't think i want a 350 but i maybe want a 450 suzuki's a good choice because it's not going to rip your arms out yeah i mean it's a solid machine like there's nothing there's nothing wrong it's just with the other ones idea. are better yeah it's just that's it fifth place honda crf 450r so really, the top five were were pretty tough for me. Like all all the it's okay. Here's the deal, dude. None of you guys were around for the first day, so you don't know what was said. And I'm sure you didn't listen to the podcast. Oh, I didn't. Right. You're a dick. <laughs> I well, I, you know what? I wanted to. I actually I was gonna oh, listen. At least you wanted to. That makes no, it a lot better. No, I wanted to, and I was gonna listen to it on the way up here. But I didn't want it to cloud my judgment. Okay, so I, that's I actually, what I'm getting at. I actually really thought about that because. That's what I'm getting at. So you, you guys say the same shit. Like, yeah, these five right here made me mental by trying to rate them. It's hard to rate these five, right? Yeah, like, I had a hard time. And So why did you rate the Honda 5th? I ranked the Honda 5th mainly because nothing... Like, when I rode the other bikes, there was something about the bike that really stood out to me. Okay. And was exciting for me. Right. Um... And that's mainly why I put the Honda Fit. Right. Like, I hopped on it. I freaking ripped it. Like, I I had to make more adjustments with the Honda to get it to my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the reason why I ranked it fifth. Whereas, you know, I hopped on the other bikes. I didn't have to make any adjustments or minor adjustments. The box know. and the Honda is kind of narrow. Like, yeah. Um, did you like the cornering ability of the Honda? Yeah. I mean, I thought it cornered well. Engine? Um, you think the engine is the best engine in class? Yes or no? No. Okay, so we're going to get to the best engine. I'm going to ask you that again. So you don't think that is the best engine character today? No. Okay. Fourth place, Husqvarna FC 450. So the the Husky is a solid bike. Like, I never thought I would ever say You think it's, it's not too slow for you off the bottom? No. Like, the it's just a different power. Right. Um... It's almost like I was explaining it to the guys, uh, you know, because I rode the Husky and the KTM back to back. Supposedly it's the same engine and all right. that stuff, you know. Um, but to me, it's almost like the Husky feels like it has a heavier flywheel, but it's still got the grunt and it's got solid power all the way through the engine. But it's just, it's just a different kind of delivery. Right. Um, what about, what about fork and shock? Do you care about air fork? I mean, you're on an air fork right now on your bike. Uh, actually, I'm not. Oh, you're on a cone now? No, I was going to get cone stuff, but I did the race tech conversion. Spring conversion, okay. And it's night and day. So just front end feelings better for yeah, you. Yeah. Like, but do you, I mean, what do you think of the AER stuff? I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, and the reason being is I can't really fine tune it like I can a spring fork. Okay. Um, I can either get it good initially or, you know, get the bottom resistance better, but you can't really get both. Husqvarna corner well for you? Um, once I was in the corner, yes. Uh, I thought the the main issue I was having with the Husky was that there was a couple square edge bumps, like high speed sections on yeah. the track today, and it kind of had a dead feeling in the shock. Okay. Um, that was my biggest complaint. You like more of an active feeling? Usually no, but it was it was such a dead feeling that like it upset the chassis. Yes. Okay. Um, and I had to make adjustments, but once I made like a couple minor adjustments or whatever, I definitely got it working better. Um, and, and I like, I had a good time riding it. Third place, KTM 450 SXF. You have one of these. So I, I ride 
a KTM 450 on a regular basis. And it got third. So it didn't win. So there is bikes that are better than that than you have in your garage, you feel. Yes. Um, Why is the KTM above the Husqvarna? That's what we need to find out. Really, the only reason I put the KTM above the Husky is because I like the, the motor better. The, the characteristics of the motor, so like the, what the bottom the, snap, okay. like the the instant power, you know. So there's a little bit more crack for you on an orange bike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that that's you what need I like. that to get yeah. out of a corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not silky like I used to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. Need to get refined. Yeah. <laughs> Anything other major differences between the two? Uh, not really. I mean, the chat. You know, sitting on the bike, it does feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, the rear end on the Husky to me feels lower than the KTM. Um, but other than that, like they, they're, they're pretty similar. Second place. This has been going back and forth between these two bikes. Second so, place, Kawasaki KX450. I was very, very impressed with the Kawasaki. Tell me what, tell the people out there what you told me about the Kawi. Tell them what you said. Want me to bump start this so you refresh your memory? Yeah, refresh my memory. You're like, hey, I heard a lot about the Cowie, how good it was. And then I'm like, I'm not really a Cowie guy. I sat on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember the whole story. Okay. All right. Chicks get mad at me all the time because I do the same thing. (laughs) It's a guy guy thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll tell them something and then, you know, I'll remember it tomorrow. (laughs) Just not at the moment you're supposed to. Just not at the moment. It's called selective memory. (laughs) Oh. You all so, right? We back in? Yeah, we're we're we're, we're oh, back in. Okay, okay. So I I actually you know everybody's been saying the Cowie's good. Made all these changes like oh you know let me know after you ride it and like you know all right. Well, I hopped on it. Yeah. I sat on it. Yeah. And the first thing that I noticed is the freaking levers are skinnier than yeah the blades are small. Oh man! Yeah. And like all the bikes, all the other bikes like. It seems like all the manufacturers like the levers are fatter. Right. And at first, because because I grew up on Cowies. Yeah. And they've always had skinny levers. Yeah. And whenever I started riding other bikes and stuff, the levers were fat, and I didn't like them. But now, like, I'm accustomed to it. Okay. Um, but they were like really skinny. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so you started riding it. I started riding it. I ripped it around a couple laps. I'm like, I don't know, you know, like. Kinda, like not as good as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you started pushing. But then, yeah, I started ripping on the thing. And you're like, oh. I, I started riding it harder, um, and the harder I rode it, the better it got. And that's what did it for you. Like, it, I would come in, the thing corners badass, but it's still stable. See, okay, this is, what, uh, 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 this is something that when we test, we have this box in our test sheets called cornering stability. And it's not straight line stability. It's when you come in the corner, how stable it is when it sticks through and how it just rides through the corner. It has a good cornering stability, doesn't it? The, the thing that like comes to my mind is, you know, if you're snowboarding down a mountain and you're freaking carving okay. and it's just like butter, right. powder all the way down. Like that's how the Cali felt. Not harsh feeling. No. It's like just you, really... you come into a turn, you freaking commit, lean her over and, and she's, she's falling. Yeah. What about engine? Uh, the engine was strong. Okay. Like, there, I really didn't have any complaints with the engine. It had like, enough power for you? It, it had enough power. Were you on the, white coupler, black coupler? Uh, I, ran, I ran both couplers. Okay. Uh, I like the white coupler better. Okay. Um, it just kind of livened everything up. Right. Um, but I thought the biggest thing with the Cowie, at least out here at Racetown, like, the, the gearing was a lot better than the other bikes. I didn't okay. have to shift it as much. Um, I did like carrying a taller gear and it'd pull it. 
Um, and that's one thing that, that I really liked about the Cali out here. What about Ergos? Uh, yeah, a lot better than in the past. Okay. So that's one thing that I haven't been a fan of on the Cali. Like, I, I used to, you know, sit on one and I felt like I was in a hole. Right. Um, and it's not the same Cali characteristic as in the past. Um, it, it's kind of like a middle ground in between, you know, all the bikes kind of gelled together. Suspension uh, is good on this thing? Yeah, I, uh... You think this is the best suspension in class, yes or no? Because this is a debate, hotly debate, and we talk about... People, a lot of people say this Kawasaki fork is better than the Yamaha fork. I I want to say no, and that's mainly the reason why I put the Yamaha okay. ahead of the Kawi. But um, Kawasaki action of the suspension is balanced? But, yeah, the, the suspension... Like, I made minor adjustments to right. the thing, and... So these top two are very close together. Very close. Like I, I OJ'd some some sections, and like I expected it to, you know, blow through the stroke or right. whatever. But the thing freaking handles awesome. Um, it settle, it would settle coming into turns. Shock didn't really want to pack. Like there, it was a solid. Like I had a lot of fun on the Kawasaki. Yamaha YZ450F is the Big Johnson's winner today. Why did it beat out the Cowie? For what reason? Mainly. I literally did not touch clicker on okay. the Yamaha. Just felt I, cozy right away? I, it felt cozy. Like, I've always kind of gelled with the Yamaha. Um, it was funny as I hopped on it, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm used to riding the KTM, and, and it's it's pretty, you know, it's definitely a lot skinnier than the Yamaha. Right. And I hopped on it, I'm like, oh, man, this thing's like a freaking tank. You right. Know? It, initially, it feels wide, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you get on it, and it just doesn't, doesn't feel right, you know, especially if you've been riding something else. Right. Um... But like, uh, literally, the thing is freaking rad, and I had I had a smile on my face the whole time I was riding it. it and, and the harder I rode it, the better it got. And the rougher the track gets. The, yeah, the thing is solid. Yeah. So, um, engine is this the best engine in class? Yes or no? I think so. So this is your pick this for is, the engine. This is my pick for the engine. Why like is the engine so good? It's just to my my personal liking. Like I like that freaking grunt. Yeah, just tractor-ish. Like, I twist, the, I twist the throttle, and freaking it's there, and it doesn't matter if I'm in third gear, fourth gear, going around. Like it, it it's there. Is the it? power is there? Good. Um, and then I can dab the clutch, and freaking if you want recovery to... time. That's what we call recovery time. You jab the clutch, boom, you're taking off again. Yeah. So if freaking, you're bogging, you come out of a corner. Oh, and I was like, just, boom. Yeah. And it's there. Michael, oh, see ya, Chaw. Chavez from Kawasaki waving goodbye to us. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Yamaha takes your pick. Suspension, best in class. Motor, best in class. Dude, the overall package on the, the Yamaha. One ne- what's the negative on a Yamaha for you? I didn't really have any negatives. So you today. think it. What about cornering? Is this the best the, cornering machine? I, I wouldn't say it's the best, okay. but it's, it's very, very close. What a year makes. Oh no, that that's what I was telling the guys. Like, cause I, I've ridden, difference a year makes. That's what I want. I I've ridden Yamahas in the past. I've raced them. I've right. four fifty, two fifty, like you name it. And I've never trusted the front end on a Yamaha, especially like on a hard flat turn. So this is I, trust now. We're in the trust oh, zone. Yeah, trust I got I got on the thing. And I afraid I trust it. So and it's the, a production motorcycle. We're in the nest. I yeah. You and the Yamaha are in the I'm, nest together. <laughs> Yami, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so engine package is good. 
What about Ergos? Do you mind? Okay, you said it felt fast. So at first, like, I did mind it. Okay. I hopped on it. I'm like, I ain't gonna like this thing. Right. And it already started getting in my head. Okay. And I'm like, you know, the thing's fat. Like, But it, it goes just, away, right? Yeah. That's what's crazy. That's what I try to tell people. When I, I ride the KTM a lot, too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's skinny. And then I get on the Yamaha, I'm like, ooh. Man, it feels bulky. But then within two laps? Yeah, two, three I'm, laps, and I'm at home. Yeah, it but doesn't bother me. The thing is... It's perception, badass. people. The shroud area is not that wide. It's actually the same, but it's just perception because of the air ducts. That's why it looks thick. So there you enjoyed go. it. You picked it first. I, yeah, I had a good time. So you'd go buy one? I, I would definitely go buy one. You'd yeah. pick it over the Katoom? Yeah. Okay, there you go. So. Suck it, Rocky Mountain ATV MC. <laughs> KTM team. There you go. He doesn't want. I'll be on the Orange Brigade anymore. <laughs> That's not true. That's Johnson's not true. good friends with the, the Rocky Mountain <laughs> ATV MC uh, race team guys. So um, give me your order. So it's Yamaha win. Yamaha is winning for me. Kawasaki second, third KTM, fourth Husqvarna, fifth Honda, sixth Suzuki. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. I, I look forward to it every year, and I get to see your face, your your lovely wife. Yeah, you know your kid. Your kid's badass. My like kid's, he he went down pretty hard today, and so my he's kid back. got a concussion today. For the people that want to know, and he he's back. He went to the hospital, and now he's back. He's just hanging out. He wants to be at the track. Got a smile on his face. And, Heather's you know. looking pretty good over there. Don't disagree. Yeah, their butt looking alright. <laughs> alright, we gotta get off this. <laughs> okay. Dominic Chimino. I really got to pronounce, enunciate your last name. Well, now that you know how to say it, I guess you have to, right? Right. I should know how to say it. It's been a while. All right. So, so day two, Sunrise Cycle Park. Dom is back again. He was one of the, one of two guys that I repeated in here. Everyone else is a brand new rider. Sixth place. We're going to get right to it. You know about Dom. Let's give your weight and ability real quick so they know. Height. Weight, uh, 5'7". I want to hang upside down like I said last time. Weight is 145 with no gear. Um, what else? Ability? Yeah. We battled about this last time. You say Vet A, but I don't... Yeah, Vet A. We're going to just call that. Okay. We're going to REM next week. My so brother texts me. Yeah. He's like, dude, you said, you said you're a Vet A rider? That's flattering. And I was like, I agree. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll, we're going to know next week when you race. <sighs> yep. I can't next week. We'll figure out a date to race. What are you doing? I got friends coming to town. Bring them to the track. <laughs> you don't know these friends. They don't like the track? No. You shouldn't be friends with them, though. <laughs> it's like the outside of the Moto Life friends, you know? Oh, my. We'll figure it out. Oh I, I will line up. Mark my word, peeps. <sighs> Grandpa's coming back. Sixth place, Suzuki. Yes. I'm just tired of saying it. Yeah, me too. It's not... I don't know. what. What? Go ahead. So I spent a little bit more time on it today than I did Tuesday because, like I told you, Tuesday... Within a half a lap, I was like, nah, not for me. So I was, that kind of rested in my head bad, like I didn't do it justice. Okay. So today I actually spent more time trying to get it right. And verbatim out of the Suzuki guy's mouth, we were trying to make adjustments. He's like, dude, we're completely maxed out. We can't go anywhere else. Okay. So with that being said, did we get it better? Yes. Um, my thoughts on the motor are still the same. I think it's a good power plant overall. It delivers power well. It's trackable. Um, but really chassis and suspension combination it just makes the bike bad and it just believe it or not we all know Suzuki's are known for cornering well but this bike for whatever reason I can't set it up to corner okay like it it's it's so reactive to little small bumps and you trying to get it into the line I stood up I don't know how many times like I get into a rut and just go straight up and down 
So you know? gone are the days for you, at least, the best coin machine. Yeah, I mean, once you're in the rut and you're in motion and everything, the stars align, right. then the thing rips. Right, but you're that's not broke. what riding's about. Riding's about having technical tracks, yeah. bumps and stuff, and that's when you, you need shit to yeah, work. Yeah, it's not a video game, you know? Like, it changes lap after lap, especially with some of these fast guys today. Like, they're blowing things out. And they get the berm gets cupped out. Cupped, you know, lines change around, bigger bumps start forming. Right. But, yeah, I just felt like it was It's a very hard bike to ride. Honda, fifth place for you. Excuse me if I don't remember what your, your first day results were. So let's try to... What was the Honda the first day? Honda was third on the first day. Okay, so why is the Honda fifth today? And the, today, again, for you guys listening, tighter track, jumpier, but not as fast. So the bumps were a little bit bigger because the track is slower, so it forms differently. So mm-hmm. why is the Honda fifth today? And the dirt out here is way different than comp, I it's, think. It's, it's a, a loamier dirt. Loamier dirt, and I feel like it builds up stuff better. Yeah. So, anyway, with that being said, I think that those are some of the, um, the characteristics of the track that kind of changed the feeling for me. It was very rigid, way more rigid than it was Tuesday for whatever reason. And the amount of feedback I was getting from the bike constantly made it hard to hold on to. How much adjustments did you do? Quite a few. Uh, Jason stood by trackside for me, and we did some compression, and we did some high speed on the shock. We did some rebound settings as well to try to get it to just settle. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, just it just kept giving me feed, unwanted feedback. And then where you is know? that feedback coming Ma- from? Mainly for me, it was um, on speed at speed uh-huh. and then coming into a corner. So it's on and off throttle. On and off. But, you know, jumping and stuff like that, not a big deal. But it's mainly like navigating through some of the bumps we had today and then coming off throttle like kind of breaking at speed setting yeah. up for a corner yeah it was like front back front back front back front back okay so you a lot know? of pitching pitching around yep a uh, lot of pitching engine feeling engine's still great you on map one fun no three you on three so an aggressive map yep aggressive map and I, again i said that on tuesday it makes the bike pretty fun to ride right this bike i think is the best bike when off the ground like once you leave the ground the thing Flickable. you can throw it anywhere and it's so fun okay you know and then ergo's rider cockpit probably one of the best bikes out here for that just feels really comfortable you probably could see why a supercross bike would be really good right yeah and that and on my notes on tuesday i wrote down we have a question on it which bike would you buy and why and on tuesday i wrote down i'd buy the honda because my early years of racing it's all i rode and i know if i actually spent some time and money and set the suspension up for me specifically and get it dialed in it'd probably be really good um, so just chassis feeling for you is why it's down mm-hmm. the list a little bit. Yep. Uh, fourth place, Katoom. Yeah, Orange Katoom, Brigade. Katoom crawled up a space uh, from Tuesday's feeling, or sorry, Tuesday's rankings. And, and feeling. I, and feeling. They yeah. felt way better out here. Okay. And I think because it's a little bit more technical, more corners, the rut built up better, uh, the, the real kind of KTM characteristics that we all know and love and why they've been ranked high in the last few years shine today okay they're fun flickable easy to maneuver you know you can put it so it feels pointed. light here yeah it feels light here you can kind of point and shoot where you want to go engine feelings okay yeah engine's good I'm, i told i say it again it's super refined it's not a slow bike at all it's connected it's here super connected and you can use it you know from bottom to top very easily and the only reason why it's fifth i'm sorry fourth and the husky placed third above it probably because of the bars so that's it yeah. So we can just narrow that down. Third place was Husqvarna. Husqvarna. Similar third. feel, just bar feeling. Bar feeling was good. You know, it's it felt way more comfortable. And I think the Husky was my... Sorry to make noise, people. Yeah, no, it's... It was the fourth bike I rode today. 
So I spent a good amount of time on others before I got on the Husky, and right when I got on it, I felt good. Okay. I just felt comfy, and I yeah. Stuck I to watched some you lines. on the Husqvarna today. It seems like your cornering was really good on the Husqvarna. Yeah, today. I felt it too. Yeah. It just lays over so it's so friendly to once you're coming into something, and you set up for it, you get up on the tank, you stick your leg out, and that thing just goes. It just rails around it. Compliancy a little Love bit better, it. obviously, yep. on the Husqvarna. Absolutely. It felt it was a little more forgiving. The motor wasn't as good, though. Yeah. The map, I had on map two, more aggressive. And the motor on the KTM was way more snappy and firm Firm. Yeah. than the Husky. I, I guess what I call firm for you guys listening out there is firm is when it's a crack. The RPM response is pretty responsive. And mm-hmm. it's a firm, like, wow, real quick. KTM has it way more than Husky. Yeah. And it's noticeable. Right. You can't, there's no way you can't notice it. Um, they're still fast bikes. You don't really need like that monster power, but the Husky's like a little bit more spongy, you know? Yeah. Still good usable power, right. but just not at that initial crack like you were just mentioning. Yeah. Kawasaki second place. Yeah, so same as Tuesday. Ranked at second. This bike is just fun. It's a fun bike to ride. It's balance. It's got good balance. Suspension's good for you and you're a light guy. Yeah, and I think that's really one of the things that's in my opinion is gonna hold it back. Uh, it's a new bike, obviously, and I think the next couple of years it's going to continue. The settings are going to get better and right. more refined. And that would be my only really kind of complaint with this bike for this new year is getting that to the balance better right. and getting settings more dialed in. Right. But overall, like, motor was good. Uh, Cha helped me. He, we downloaded a um, kind of a slick hard pack map. Okay. And it's like, it was super linear easy to ride and free revving actually more free revving led you carry gears longer than the white aggressive one i think that you helped set so now it's just a little bit more connected feeling yeah did, it was, uh, did that did that map help chassis feeling too a uh, little bit okay not, i didn't really notice that too much i just i noticed i guess it would it would relate obviously in conditions and yeah. how you're on the gas and when you're not um but i did enjoy it i thought it was it worked really well out here um ergonomics are okay for you yep, fun easy to move around um, cornering is fun on the bike too. I I think for whatever reason the Cowie and Suzuki feel the longest. Right. Okay. Wheelbase wise, and so at towards the end of the day because I rode Cowie last. Sorry, I rode Yamaha last. I rode Cowie next to last, and I mentioned it to him. I'm like, I'm having a hard time with the rear end, with it, kind of skating out on acceleration coming out of corners. Like it just was like moving around a little bit. So we actually went out on high speed of a whole half turn. And it kind of got the bike to squat more, uh-huh. so then it kind of hooked up better for me. Okay. So, YZ450F takes it for for you. We just Old talked blue. about we talked about this off off air here. You just love this thing. It's just so good, right? Well, so I'm trying to tell Chris that if you're having a bad day, and one of your friends, family members, your husband, your wife, whomever, your kids, they give you like just a good hug, like a lovable, like a hug. warming, like a warm acceptance. Hug. Yeah. I got you. Right. This is what the blue bike does for okay. me. Okay. All right. I like, like this. You get on it, and you're like, all right, let's get this thing going. You get on the track, and within like a few corners, a few straightaways, few jumps, you're like, damn, this thing is freaking smooth. It's like butter. It's so forgiving. It's trustworthy. It's stable. It absorbs chop. You can flat bottom it. And you're, I did it a couple times on purpose. I overjumped some stuff, and I kind of got tense like we always would. And the thing just takes it. Right. So uh, that's really, in a nutshell, what's good about this Yamaha. I mean, to bring it up again from Tuesday, does it do 
any specific thing better than the rest? Maybe not. Uh -huh. But the overall picture of this bike and what it provides. Was there one winner. thing that you do not like about this thing? Like, there's one thing that you're going to be like, eh, I don't like this. Does this sound stupid? No, it's okay. Motor noise? The like airbox? the suction? It's loud. Okay. It's really loud. See, I like that. You'll get used that to it. Makes like, you feel racy. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get used to it, of course. But when you, like, hop off, like, a KTM or a Husky, when they're super quiet, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the airbox is loud. And then other than that, let's see. Not much, right? It's I would prefer my little ass, knowing that I like hydro clutches, I would prefer the clutch pull to be a little more smooth, like a little more buttery. Yeah. That's just me. Okay. But other than that... And this is the bike that I um, I adjusted the least. Yeah, and that's a, a, that's the consensus with everyone yep. today. Uh, literally, one click or two clicks, massive differences. Right. You know, and it didn't take much from where the stock settings were. A few laps. Hey guys, let's go out. Let's see what I can't remember what I did. Um, I slowed the rebound on the rear down, and it went out on high speed on the rear shock, and that was it. Right. And it went out there and felt awesome. And today we had some good bumps. We did. There yeah. was good bumps. Choppy. Today. We had acceleration bumps. We had good braking bumps. Ruts were good. Yeah. So. And I was really tired at the. I'm still tired, but the very last part of the day, because I rode Yamaha in the morning to break the track in and burn lines. Wasn't, so I didn't. Wasn't even, even our bike. Wasn't our bike. Right. Um. So then I came back to it at the very end of the day because ha you have to. You can't ride right. it in slop or whatever. But, and that's when I'm the most tired, and obviously fatigued or whatnot and this bike just it's tr it just says I got you man. yeah I got you well there you go Dom has it right here Yamaha Kawasaki Husqvarna KTM Honda Suzuki thank you for joining us for two days of riding thank you thank you for everything man yeah and great, uh, day. great days you had a great day yesterday for sure man poolside baby yeah look at you chilling I got some skin tone going shit yesterday. I did nothing yesterday yeah. it was awesome what about tomorrow? Is that what your plan is tomorrow? I gotta work. Oh, okay. But he's I, back to real life, people. Tomorrow. Back to real life. I gotta pay the bills, bro. Yeah, I hear you, man. But God knows this place ain't doing it over here. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Tom. Thank you. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house, I don't have that many outlets, they just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, 
You guys need to check them out. Skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good. That lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to. Because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months. Did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, 
Guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money. And we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. <laughs> Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young. And now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool. And thank you, Little D. And you guys know, I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay? They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's They're stoked when they hear guys say, Hey man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you been to ruddedracing.com yet? If the answer is no, go there right now. Ruddedracing.com. They have shirts, hats, hoodies, cute stuff for your chick, for your lady, for your wife. Man, it's cute. I put Heather in some of this stuff before bedtime and, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless, go check them out, ruddedracing.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff. And not only do they have cool street wear, 
But Clint is designing some gear. That's right. If you're a taller dude, 6'2", maybe over, he's going to have the set of gear that you want to be in. Longer arms, a little longer length. Materials are going to be awesome. I saw some of this gear, and man, it's going to kind of change the game for you taller dudes out there. So it's not out yet, so pump the brakes. But before we get all hyped up on this stuff, go to ruddedracing.com. Buy some stuff. They support us. They support the Bear, Tyler Bowers, and Henry Miller. So, hey, go check them out, won't you? RuddedRacing.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com I hate it when they put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. Would cover my boy boobs nicely. ScreenPrintingDone.com we make kick-ass t-shirts. It's made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good. Screenprintingdone.com. Screenprintingdone.com. Okay, we're here. Privateer hero. Colton Ack. 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 How do you say it? Ack. It's Ack. Ack. God, why do you... You guys make last names so difficult. It starts with the A, dude. I don't have to tell you, bro. Okay, so the A is silent. Go talk to my great, 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 so great grandfather. Colton's last name is A E C K. If you guys are wondering how to say it, and you're at home and you're saying his name, leave out the A. Fantasy Supercross next year, Eck. The A's not even available anymore. That's right. Okay, so we're here. What's your weight and height? We know you're you're a Supercross racer. Uh, weight's 170 pounds. Depending on the day. Uh, oh, is that what we're... Are we working towards a different weight for for January? Or is this where you're going to stay? No, I plan to stay here. Maybe okay. even put on a few pounds. So you're living in 170? Yep. Okay. 170, what's your uh, height? Six feet. Six foot? Well, maybe. And I was six feet before I broke my back, but I think I'm shorter now. Really? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I think I'm more like 5'11". That's a real thing? Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. So is there something in your back still, like a cage or something? Or? Yeah, I've got two rods and eight screws. Does that bother you when you ride? No. Don't feel it? No. Flexibility? Uh, yeah, I can't bend my back, like right in the middle where it's fused, but, I mean... What about your feet? Can you feel your feet now? On the, the pegs? For the most part, yeah. Because that was a problem for a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting a lot better. Um, it's not, like, perfect, but... It's good enough. So you can feel it. Yeah. All right, we're back. All right, so he came out. He's uh, one of the OG guys over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. Um, he helped me out with photos, and your phone is on. That is not proper for a podcast, Colton. Amateur hour I right apologize. there. <laughs> That's my first radio. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a good rider, good evaluator. Um, I'm excited. I'm a little bit excited about the result of this whole thing. I just saw your, your paper here. Um and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's get to the Suzuki that's sixth place. It's sad, dude. Like, I, I'm tired of saying sixth place. Like, I have not seen anything else but sixth Suzuki. Why Why is why is Suzuki, Why can't Suzuki get fifth? Let's just break this down. I'm going to break it down a little different. KTM is fifth here on your pick. Mm-hmm. Why can't Suzuki beat KTM? Man, this is tough because I even told the Suzuki guys today, I, I want to like their bike so bad. You know, I've ridden it in the past, and it's a good bike. Um, it is a good bike. But on the track, to try to go fast on it, it just doesn't give me that warm, fuzzy feeling. 
Okay. You know, it's so it's not the confident, inspiring machine that you need it to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's uh, just a little nervous, um, and it doesn't quite feel like it's sticking to the ground as well as some of the other bikes. Okay. What about engine? Is the engine okay for you? <clears throat> yeah, actually, I really like the engine on the Suzuki. It's one of my favorite engines. Um, it makes re- decent bottom end, and it has really good mid range. And uh, I mean, that's where I do most of my riding anyway. I'm not much of a rever, so um, I was really pleasantly surprised when I got on the Suzuki how good the engine was. Um, fifth place KTM. It's kind of floated between fifth and third around these parts the last two days. What? Let's get at this. What do you like about the KTM? Uh, the KTM. I I know I just said that that's not really the way I ride, but the power band is really good. Um, you know, it's more of a mid to top uh, power band, but I mean, it's a it's a very good motor. It makes a lot of power, and uh, if you ride it where where it makes power, it's it's really good um so i like that and then the steel frame uh i feel like it has a little bit more of a connected feel like i feel like i'm my tires are digging in the dirt a little bit more um than some of the some of the lean angle bite is better on a steel frame you think or is it straight line bite Uh, i think more straight line okay yeah actually with the ktm i was having a hard time uh getting it to lean into the turns so really is that more engine feeling you think than versus chassis because it needs a little bit more bottom end for you? No, I mean, it was it was my initial lean-in, you know, coming into turns where I was struggling with it. You know, it felt like it wanted to just keep going straight or it wanted to climb out of the ruts a little bit. Um, so, What about air forks? How, how are we at with air forks? Are you, do you like the AER fork? As far as air forks go, it's a, it's a great air fork, um, but it's still doesn't have the spring fork feeling okay so for those people out there listening what is that spring fork feeling versus air fork feeling what is the difference from from you from your perspective uh for me it's just it's harshness um i get harshness through with the air fork we're at in the stroke the initial part of the stroke. initial part yeah so you with that light touch um acceleration coming down in those light bumps you feel like it doesn't absorb as much uh acceleration and then as well the place that I really notice it is uh, like flat turns. Um, it doesn't feel like it bites as well. And uh, entering turns, it just has a little bit harsher of a feeling to it. Um, balance on the KTM is okay for you? Do you feel like right attitude of bike is all right? Yeah, the balance was good. Uh, I don't have any complaints with the balance. Um, Vibration more? Or, or do you no, notice that? I didn't notice that. You know, one thing I did notice, I know everybody says the Yamaha is wide. Um, but for me, I actually noticed the, the KTM and the Husky both to be kind of wide in the shroud area. Okay, and, that, and actually KTM has narrowed down that area for this year. Uh, 2018 had a had a bend in the middle of it, and it was atrocious. Like, I'd always get hung up on my knee brace, mm-hmm. but I don't, notice, I don't notice it as much for me. Um, it feels narrow, but I, some people still have that problem, like a perception that it's wide in that area. Yeah, I mean, the place I notice it is when I'm, you know, coming into a turn and I really slide up on the tank um i noticed just a little bit wider between my legs but it's not anything that you can't get used to and it's not like some crazy you know after two two three laps you don't even notice anymore so you're you've been on yamaha you've been on hondas for a while could you race a ktm would could you would you like let's just sit this way honda and ktm are here hi colton we're gonna give you free bikes and we're gonna give the same amount of money what bike are you choosing uh, I'd pick the Honda. Okay. Yeah. 
and honestly, mainly I think that's just because that's what I've been riding um, for the last two, three know, years, three, four years. And you were a Yamaha before that. Yamaha before that, and I've never really spent much time on a KTM or a Husky, so uh, it's just they still just have a little bit. So it's different still foreign. Feel. Okay, still yeah. foreign for you. Yeah, it doesn't have the same Japanese bike feel. It's not a bad feel. It's just something that takes getting used to. Kawasaki KX four fifty fourth. Um, been pretty good bike all the way around here in the shootout. Why is it down in fourth in your shootout? Man, I had a really tough time getting it to turn. Okay. Uh, I played with a fork height a little bit and didn't really, you know, I mean, it got better, but the, my main issue with the Cowie is I just was having a tough time getting to turn. Engine feeling on the Cowie? Engine's good. Uh, it's an improvement over last year for sure. And, uh, I mean, it's not... I don't think it's the best engine really anywhere. Okay. But it's good everywhere. Fork? Fork's good. Yeah. I, how, how would you rate the fork? Um, and let's say we're rating forks on all this bike. Where is that in the ranking as far as comfort? As far as comfort, I'd say it's probably second. And you're fairly aggressive. You're a front and steering guy, right? Yeah. And you're pretty aggressive. We have a section here today where there's like four rollers that were kind of like wheel tap triple in skim there's a double in the middle and then there's like another set of rollers after that and we're all jumping out in this to the first roller mm -hmm. how does that fork soak up that kind of stuff it's really good um i i think that fork is a huge improvement over what they had last year and the years prior and uh i mean i think it's it's just as good as as any of the others it doesn't quite have the comfort that I would say that the Yamaha has. Uh -huh. I don't think any of the bikes have the comfort that the Yamaha has. Um, but performance-wise, it's it's very good and it, it sticks way better in the turns and um, it's you know you can you can send it to flat and not have to worry about it. So Kawasaki ranking fourth, Husqvarna separation between the KTM and the Husqvarna. So that's uh, that's actually good because I kind of agree with that. Like I don't think those two bikes are as Identical as people think. Um, why is the Husqvarna third, and what's the difference between the orange and the white bike? Yeah, I mean they're very similar, and if you had a blindfold, you may, you know, may be tough to distinguish between the two. But um, for me, jumping on the Husky, the first thing I notice is that the power is not quite as good off as, the bottom as the KTM. Uh huh. Um, and I was talking to those guys today. They said that uh, the Husky has like a worldwide. Um, Muffler spec. spec, okay, which makes it a little bit more choked off. Yep. So muffler is a little bit. Uh, the perf and size are different. The carbon composite airbox is, you know, not as big volume wise. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So that that's the first thing I noticed. But I mean, to me, all these bikes have great engines. I mean, they're four fifties. You know, the average guy got more than enough power. Um, to me, the Husky was significantly easier for me to turn. Uh, than the KTM. Okay, I've heard this a couple times today. Yeah. So, yeah. Lean just, tip in, lean in, or all the way through the corner? All the way through, but especially on the lean in. Okay, this felt lighter. Yeah, where I would where I would be fighting the KTM a little bit, um, the Husky would just lay into a rut, and it would it would stick all the way through. So, um, I mean, that that was, that was the, the big difference that I felt between the two. Other than that, I mean, the suspension feels, you know, relatively similar. Uh, the chassis feels very similar. Um, so it, was, it doesn't feel, does the Husqvarna feel as foreign to you going from a Japanese bike to this, you know, these kind of bikes? It Actually, it doesn't. Um, I was 
comfortable on it, you know, almost instantly, which is which is weird because they're they are very similar bikes. Right. But uh, it's definitely a noticeable difference. Ride red a second CRF 450R. Oh yes, I cannot <sighs> wait. I, I want to hold off my excitement for a second, but let's talk about the Honda. Honda's good this year, right? It's very good. It's very good. It, you, it, uh, you're a Honda guy. I'm, I bleed. Obviously, I bleed red, but I bleed no, red. He bleeds dirt bike red, okay? But you're, from your 18 to this bike, do you notice a difference? 100%. Okay, so yeah. what is what is better about this bike versus your 18? Um, well, first off, the engine's better. Okay. Um, it's a lot more lively. Uh, it's snappier. I think the Honda's got one of the funnest engines to ride. Um, it feels you know, super exciting, and it's like all your power is right there your map three guy map three okay yeah and actually on all these bikes i went for the more aggressive map um i tend to ride you know low in the rpm so you want that grunt i like i like that grunt yep and so. and i feel like i don't know man honda has the best engine i feel like in the group as far as just sheer power mm -hmm. like it's fast like if you're not ready you come out of corn you're going down the straightaway shit's coming up quick like it's yeah. fast um where where does this bike hurt you? Where does it not rank first? So the thing that the Honda does worse than the Yamaha, obviously there's only one left. I picked mm, the Yamaha first. Yep, yep. Pains me to say that. Like I said, <laughs> I bleed red. <laughs> um, the Yamaha is just, it's more compliant. Um, you know, for me, I mainly do Supercross stuff. So, you know, that's not as big of an issue. Yeah, you kind of want some some stiffness. Yeah, you, super you want that rigidity. Yeah. Um, but on an outdoor track, and out here today, it got pretty choppy. Yeah. And the the Honda just gets a little bit upset through the, through, through the choppy stuff. Can, can you count on the Honda to do the same thing every lap? No. Okay, so that's the problem. Yeah. Like, you want stability, and you want cornering, but you need something to... You're hitting the same bump every lap. You need it to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem for you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like I said, it pains me. But it's just not quite as good in the chassis department. I mean, I think it corners better than the Yamaha does. Yep. Um, but on an outdoor track where it gets rough and choppy, it's it's just kind of a little bit unsettling. So when you talk about the Honda cornering better than the Yamaha, is it once you're in the corner? Is it leading up to it? Where at is the Honda better? Uh, to me, it's once you're in the corner. Okay. Um, I feel like it just feels a little bit more planted through the drops in a little yeah. bit better. Um, you you ride a Honda, so you're still going to ride a Honda next year. You're, you're on board. I already bought one yesterday. There you go. So he rides red. He bleeds red. Um. Er, like stock ergos are okay for you like getting on it you like the new bar yeah i think the new bar is a huge improvement over last year's bar do you stick with that bar when you race or are you going to a different bar i'm not sure what bend that bar is uh -huh. um so it's a new bar it's a new bend bar oh it's a new bend yes so okay. renthal will have a number for it but it's a new bend of bar okay um proprietary to honda um but i just thought you know you ride them a lot i didn't know what bend a bar you usually run this yeah that was good for you i mean i've ran the renthal 996 for you know probably five six years now so twin wall guy yep another twin. stiff bar you're all about stiff no but see you're cutting the bar i take it off oh okay yeah so then it's a fat bar 
but a twin wall bar. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, got it. And honestly, I think a, a twin wall without a crossbar will flex a little bit more than a fat bar will. Yes, and that's what they say. Yeah. I've heard Renthal guys actually say that if you do take a Renthal twin wall bar and remove the crossbar, it does flex more than a fat bar. Yeah, and everybody gets scared when I tell them that, oh, you took the crossbar off. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't it do it. It's yeah. not, you're not going to bust a bar no, because of that. Plenty strong. Um, okay, so here we are, Colton, at the winning <sighs> bike. Colton, I see Colton, we talk, you know, we're at the track, and I said, you know, I was like, hey, man, Yamaha's pretty good. He's like, dude, I don't like the Yamaha, bro. Don't like it. He didn't say bro, that's Tyler, but um, he just says, I, I don't like it. I rode Yamaha's back in the day. I remember him specifically saying, dude, my Yamaha is crap. It's so fat and heavy. I don't like it. I got his Honda so much better. It's, it's dude, I could rip on a Honda. And here we are today, Colton, um, September 20th. 2018 mark your calendar yz450 is the winner for you today why man it just it's good yeah it does everything very well i wouldn't say that it's the best in any one category but it's right there yeah it's like it corners good i i was extremely impressed how well it cornered you know, because in the past, the Yamaha's kind of had a skatey front end. It's kind of, you know, vague. And today, I was having no issues whatsoever cornering it. I was, I was super surprised. And then it's stable like they've always been. The suspension is freaking awesome. Box stock. Yeah. I mean, I rode it, you know, stock settings. Didn't change a thing. And you just liked it. Yeah. What about engine spec on the Power Tuner app? Did you change anything there? Um, yeah, so like I said earlier, I went uh, just slightly more aggressive on the bottom. Um, I was found myself, you know, using the clutch quite a bit coming out of the, coming out of some of the turns. And I mean, the thing is, it has enough power where you can get away with riding a gear high. Right. So I think third was, gear life is good on this it, bike, right? It is good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. So riding a gear high, I wanted just a little more snap right off the bottom. TP 2.0, man. I think is what Travis hooked you up yeah. with. Um, uh, stability is good. We talked a little bit about cornering. Comparing the engines to the Honda to the Yamaha, you still like the Yamaha better than the Honda engine? Um, I would say for an outdoor, you know, for your standard motocross track, I think the Yamaha probably would work a little bit better, honestly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel more connected to the rear wheel with, on a Honda or a Yamaha? I would say on a Honda. Okay. Um, sure. On a Honda, uh, it's just, it's right there, like my wrist is connected to the rear wheel uh, as soon as you turn it it's you feel like you, it's, it's a little bit of a hesitation on the Yamaha it doesn't pull quite as hard off the just bike. a little bit yeah it doesn't quite have that you know that snap that yank your arms off kind of hit right like the Honda does you have been a stickler about the bike's um, width I know remember we talked earlier you said man it just feels fat do you still get that feeling when you ride it no actually I didn't well, I should take that back. I, for probably the first half a lap, mm -hmm. I noticed it, you know, because just before that, I had come off the Suzuki. Um, so I jumped on the Yamaha, and yeah, for like the first time I hit a turn, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit wider, but right. half and a then, lap in, it was gone, and I was motoing down, and I was really liking it. So were you just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, the whole time? Were you thinking about me the whole time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all day you walk by, ride red, ride, ride red. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 
and here's the thing. I don't brainwash my test guys. Like they're they're free to say what they want. They they're free to pick who they want and whenever they want. But I'm just saying I it's nice to see that I've been kind of on this Yamaha bandwagon for 2 to 3 years. I've liked the bike. I've said the same things about this bike that you're saying now for 3 years. And maybe it's gone it's gotten refined, of course. But I still saw that character in it. And now when you you ride you're at a high level speed you need stability mm-hmm. and that is key maybe not in supercross right we, we talked about this you want some rigidity you want you know go through the whoops you want that stiffness yep. and honda's great for that but when we start talking about compliancy chop square edge bumps you need a bike to stay straight and that's what the yamaha does so well and then it corners pretty damn good mm-hmm. so all of that combined is 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 why I think I like the Yamaha the most, and I'm not a Supercross guy anymore. So I mean, I, you know, I'm not as young as you, so I need a little bit more comfort. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell me, you know, you have to buy one bike and you got to race it stock, I mean, if, if we're going racing outdoors, I'm I'm picking the Yamaha. Okay, here we are. Hi, Colton. We're Yamaha. Hi, Colton. We're Honda. Here we are again. We're over here. Um, we're going to give you one hundred thousand dollars to go race, and we're going to give you all the bikes you want, but. Yes, you get suspension in Supercross, okay? But you're going to keep the engine stock everywhere. Outdoors, Supercross, you get suspension from us. Who are you going with? I don't know. That's tough. Is it? It is tough. Do you think you can ride the Honda faster, though? And let's be real. I mean, I know on the outdoor track. On an outdoor track, I don't think so. Supercross track. Supercross track, there's a very good chance. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it lends itself more to a supercross, more tight. You know, you can't waffle. You got to pick a team. We're picking a team, right? Are we now. racing supercross and outdoors? Yeah, we're doing the whole series. We're doing it all. All right, then I'm taking Honda. I'm going for the glory in the supercross. Oh, uh, see, you're a supercross only guy, then. I mean, you're half ass in the outdoors. You're half assing already. I mean, here's the thing. Oh, here we go. You're getting paid, so it's not about the money anymore. Yeah, but supercross is just cooler. Like, oh come on. my god, come on. here we go. Are you hanging out with monster chicks? No. No. No, I'm wifed up, dude. Right. You're not a cool I guy, so why do you even say that? Well, because it's just, it's super cross, dude. It, like, come on. But what's, dude, outdoor nationals are fucking cool, dude. They're cool, but, dude, the, the coolness wears off real quick when it's 115 and 80% humidity. Cold. This is why you train. This is what you bust your ass for. I see your mountain bike and your photos. I'm grinding, bro. I'm grinding. I'm, I'm trusting I'm the, the process. Trusting the shit. <laughs> you're sand tracking it. You're doing all this shit. And now you're backing out and outdoors with me. No, I like outdoors, and I think the Honda would be good outdoors. I'm just, you're I'm just willing to, I'm willing to make the sacrifice to ride the Honda indoors. You just want to be under the lights and people see you. That's right. Oh yeah. my god. This is see. This is the younger generation people. They want. To be seen, the cool thing, but I don't know. The reason why you're here to begin with, I'm going to tell everybody out there, and right now, is because you're not a, a fucking cool guy. You're not bro, and you're, you're just a good dude. So that's what I expect you. The now you just went back. And, <laughs> just I'm not a good dude anymore. Cause I no, like you're a good cross. dude. He's a good. You are a good dude now. You picked. You actually. You're a very good test rider today. Good test. Hey, rider. I mean, like I said, it pains me to rank the Honda second, but. I got to be objective, and I really think that the Yamaha was a better bike. On yeah, the track and too. honestly, straight up to guys, people listening at home, dude, for me, it's we're gonna get to my picks later in a different podcast. But Yamaha, Honda, Kawasaki, 
They're also close for me, man. Those those three bikes are really close. It just edges out a little bit for me from Yamaha just for comfort. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's cliche to say, and everybody says it, but I mean, literally, all these bikes are so good. Yeah, they, they are. really are. All right, there's Colt Knack. His picks are in. He's riding red next year. Uh, why don't I remember your your AMA number five eighty? No. What is it? 526. 526. Five, Come on, man. 526. So if you see Colton, uh, walk by and say Blue Crew to him as he's riding his red bike, uh, just so you can jab him a little bit. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. No, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, Keith Daddy G? Tyler Antignap is here. <laughs> that was pretty good, right? Yeah. All right. So we have Tyler Antignap. Um, Dustin? Warren. God, I always F it up. Yeah. So Warren, if you bro. see Tyler Intignap anywhere, it's not even Tyler Intignap anymore, okay? Call him Warren. His mm-hmm. name is Warren. That's his middle name. That's what I'm calling him. I'm calling Adam... Dustin. Dustin. Because he's number 97 now, so he can't be 7 Deuce Deuce. So he's Dustin. Call him by his middle name. If you guys listen to this, say Dustin and Warren. Those are the names. Yep. 722. No. 97... And 723. Yeah. God, when do you get a national number? I don't know. Next year. Supercross? Yep. Mains? Yep. You're on a, a, a sticker program? Uh, Jersey I Mike's? Think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's make this official. So, okay. Chris Kiefer, yeah, who's I, signing contracts tonight. I'm put my hand up, okay? Uh huh. Every main event I make, he's going to buy me a Jersey Mike's giant of my choice. There it is. That's the sticker program. Yep. Suck it, Steve Mathis. <laughs> my program is much better, and it requires sandwiches, which is near and dear to my heart. It is. Jersey Mike's, if you've never been, go. It's They're good. amazing. Oh, my God. Make sure you get it Mike's way. All right. Hey, so we're starting. How, how much do you weigh? 200 pounds. Height? Six foot. Okay, we got a pro here. We're not going to debate that, right? He's fast. He's good. Mm-hmm. Um Tyler is a little bit of finesse and aggression. I would say between Adam and Tyler, Tyler has more finesse in his style than Adam does. Adam's more bulldogish. Would you have to agree? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like to push it into the entry of the corner. Yeah. But I, I think I'm a little bit lighter through the middle okay. than Adam. So you, you, you're on a little bit more light on your feet. Yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey. Husqvarna's in sixth. Yes. Dude, I watched you ride on this thing, and you look good. And you even told me when we did photos, you thought it was a really good bike. It is a... Dude, all these bikes from first to sixth are really good. Right. It's just... You're kind of just preferencing. And then, two, what I did, because I'm a Honda dude, is that I have to take these bikes for what it is today on the track. Okay, perfect. I love it. So, so why is the Husqvarna six? What didn't you like about it? So, why Husky is 6 is because when I finally got my sag and the fork kind of balanced right where it wasn't too choppered, what I initially had was just way too far back and I raised up the rear, it just kind of felt skatey and it didn't want to settle anywhere. Okay. I didn't really, I didn't feel comfortable. And then two, I was riding some other bikes during the day and I was kind of going a little bit back and forth and... The Husky just wasn't feeling comfortable for me, okay. and it doesn't. It wasn't settling as much as I like. Other bikes, so, yeah. So ch- it's more chassis feeling than engine. Yes, I mean all these engines from first to sixth um, 
are really good. Do you like the linear power of the Husky? Um, or do you need more grunt for your 200-pound ass? So on the Husky, what's kind of... What, or the Husky and the KTM, map one is gnarlier than map two. You feel that way? Yes. On paper, it's not. Well, well, I talked to the guys, okay. and map one, I felt, has way more bottom, but it flattens out kind of mid to top. Okay. Where map two has a softer bottom, but it kind of has a little bit steeper curve right in the mid and hangs in there on top. So you still like map one? Uh, yeah, I like map one. Okay. Did you? Well, we're going to get to that in. But let's all rejoice. Let's take a moment and rejoice because we finally got a fifth place for a Suzuki RMZ 450. Dude, yep. this is the first one. It's been sixes the whole time. Really? Yes. So are you mm. trying to get a Suzuki ride or something? No, I mean, I would take anything I can get, but... Okay, no. so Suzuki, why did you like the Suzuki more than the Husqvarna here today? Well, I felt like when I did get the Suzuki set up, yeah. it tracked in... I felt more of the track and comfortability-wise. Planted. Planted. Okay. You just felt I, more planted on Suzuki. Yeah. Like, the Suzuki was heavier than the Husky, like, without a doubt. Yeah. But planted and comfy-wise, the Suzuki was over the Husky with my setups. What about engine feeling on the Suzuki? Did, did you did you like the engine on this? We, you know? Yeah. Um, The Suzuki, I felt... Let's go back to my Yeah, notes. we got notes. You hear some crunkling in the podcast. Just this notes from Tyler. It's okay. You got yeah, actually yeah. good for you, man. You got a lot of notes here. I like that. Uh-huh. Alright. So I said the stock coupler on the Suzuki was smooth bottom and good mid-range, and then kind of falls hard off on the top. Okay. And then the lean coupler, what opened up the bike a lot, where I actually like the power. Right. It hit um the hit was like softer on the bottom, okay. but it was actually it was stronger. So it actually had some meat behind it, and then it picked up through mid to top on the lean coupler. So I'm a guy listening to this at home. Mm-hmm. I listen to you, and, and, and it's been sixth place the whole time. And now Tyler Internet comes here and blows my wig back and says <laughs> fifth place. Is is a Suzuki a viable option for people out there listening? Is it a good bike to go do? And yeah. Ride? Yeah, no. I mean, all these bikes from first to sixth yeah. are really good bikes. Like, they're definitely like... Could you could you ride Suzuki and Supercross and be stoked? I think with some work, obviously. We yeah, have. with some work, I think with the linkage and the back shock and just a stiffer setup all the way around to really feel how the bike works. I could, I think I could do it. If someone and I did this with Colton because mm-hmm. you guys both race Supercross, um, Suzuki offered you a ride. Yeah, Honda offered you a ride. Uh-huh. Same thing, same amount of money, same. Same deal. You have yeah. to ride outdoors and indoors. Yes. Which bike you taking? I'm taking a Honda. Okay. Just, just because there's a little part of me of unknown towards the Suzuki. Yep. Like if Suzuki was all like, all right, like we're gonna offer you this and we'll give you like two weeks and we'll test with you and see how good the bike is, right. so I can get a feel. Right. Because you know, all- is there is there anything? That the Suzuki does better than your Hondas. Because we all know that you ride Hondas at home. Yeah. Is there anything that you like more on the Suzuki than your Honda? Mm. So the pause is the answer, I, I would assume. Because there's not something that stands out. No, like that's what I was talking with the Suzuki guys. Like Suzuki's a good bike. It's yeah. a good solid bike. But it doesn't have anything that wows me when I ride it. Okay. Something that's like, I need this thing, right? Yeah, like or like, oh, that was sweet. Or... Right. Dang, that was good. Right. You know? But it corners are right for you? 
Yeah, it corners all right. All right. Yeah, a lot of guys said they couldn't corner as good as they remember on a Suzuki, but mm-hmm. you have good technique in a corner, so you can make anything corner probably, right? Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Fourth place, Orange Brigade. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back and forth on this a little bit, just on yeah. our own time. Um, I like this KTM. Uh-huh. What do you think? Why do you rank it up? And you split it between the Husqvarna and the KTM. You have a bike in between them, which yeah. I like. I told Colton this, too. I like that because... They're not as similar as everyone thinks it is. No. So uh-huh. why is the KTM fourth place for it? Let's let's break this down. Why do you like the KTM? What aspects of this bike do you like? So with the KTM, the first initial setting that I went out on the track was stiffer and more supportive okay. than the Husky. Yeah. So I initially like had a really good feel from the from right off the bat, which was probably why I ranked it fourth. Okay. And then did you go back to this bike later in the day, or did you go ride it one time? Uh, I rode it one time for like a pretty good amount of time, like right in the midday, so it was a good track. Good ruts, good bumps. Yeah, good ruts, good bumps. What don't you like about this bike? Um, I wish the back shock was stiffer on the bottom. Okay. Because we're out at Racetown, and there's some G-out spots yep. where I would really like just some extra cush. So you just want a little bit more hold up from the rear. Yeah. Do you mind an air fork? Uh, honestly, like... I think KTM has the best air fork. Like, yep. like even on the small stuff and the big stuff, like it felt really good. So you don't mind it as much. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Do you notice it didn't anything? Deflect. Do you notice anything major between spring and air? Um, just not on almost not on how the fork reacts, mm-hmm. but how it feels in your hands. Okay. Yeah. So you get a little more spike from an air fork than a, than a, than a Yeah, it just feels a little bit more direct with the air fork. Um, or, overall ergonomic, you're a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Ergonomics on a KTM okay for you? Uh, I felt a little compact and kind of tight on the whole thing. Okay. Honestly. And then two, what kind of, why I kind of did the KTM fourth yeah. was a big factor was there's some square edge bumps out there mm-hmm. and a couple times it deflected on me. From the front or the rear? From the rear. Okay. And it spiked in my back. Uh-huh. And I did not like that at right. all. So you need a little bit more active feeling and hold up from the rear end. Yeah. Vibration on steel frame bikes versus aluminum, you notice anything? Mm, not really. So you don't mind it? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah. But you don't really notice it, so that's good. Ride red, third. Podium yeah. life. You own a Honda. You ride yeah. Hondas. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't get anything free from Honda, people, so... Y'all need to calm down. I wouldn't have him out here if he was all like pro Honda. And I told him, I go, hey, if Honda's first in your eyes, that's great. I I, I believe you. I trust in Tyler to give me the truth. But it's third here today. So there's two bikes above it. So And then two, just to add on what Kiefer said. Yeah. How I come out and do these shootouts is this honest, whatever the bike, you know, comes out of the box. What we have here today is how I'm. Yeah, know, how you do it. Whatever bikes. this bike does today for Tyler is the ranking. It's not yeah. about what I'm going to race or this. It's today. Yeah, it's whatever this bike does on Race Town today. Right. It's not like what this bike could do at Southwick or maybe High Point or a hard pack track like Las Vegas or right. Supercross or whatever. So today at Sunrise, I got third. What do you like? And you own an 18 Honda. What do you like about the new bike compared to the 18? So the new bike of the 19, they definitely improve like the traction and the overall feel from your bars to your pegs to the ground 
from the 18 to the 19. A little bit more connection, plan, yeah. and feeling. Way more connection, plan, and feeling. And then the bike almost feels a little bit longer. Okay. And it kind of definitely moves a little bit different, but it's all an improvement. So what don't you like about the Honda today? What didn't you like? So why kind of... Why did it get third and not win? It got third because it has soft suspension for me. Okay. And the front end's heavy. Okay, heavy. What do you mean by that? So, like, the front forks are definitely on the softer side. Okay. Of um, So, heavy mean pitching, like going down too far in the stroke? Yeah, yeah, like just kind of going down and kind of just staying did there. Did you stiffen it up when we... Yeah. And how much did you go? Uh, I went four clicks. I was three out from max. Okay. Do you notice rigidity at all in this bike, or do you feel like it's compliant enough? Well, so that's where I kind of... It kind of messed me up a little bit because so I went to Suzuki yeah. and then I went to Honda. Okay. So like Suzuki was really rigid uh-huh. and then I hopped on the Honda and I was like, oh, this is soft, you know? Right. Where like, I think that kind of messed me up a little bit, uh-huh. but the Honda overall is definitely softer than the 18. Um, as far as, we're going to compare these two other bikes in front of it in a minute, mm-hmm. but you're mostly on a map three guy on the Honda. Are you map three or are you map one? Uh, I liked Map One today. Okay, just a broader pull. Yeah, the the motor this year is like yeah good. Do you like the bar bend? I love the bar bend. That's why I run. So would you run that bar on yes. your bikes? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't mind uh, that stiffer fat bar feeling? I honestly think it's softer than the seven eights crossbar. Okay. Oh, here we go. You're on Parabinos. You and Parabinos <laughs> should hook up and talk shit on this. Fake science life over here. But yeah, our, or I don't know, maybe it's the grips. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, it's a feeling. And I, yeah. and I, and I'm not going to sit here and knock I you have, from a feeling. Hey, dude, I have bigger shoulders than you, so I might be able to get it to flex You're a bigger a dude more. than me, period. Yeah. Yeah, all the way exactly. around. So, so I get to flex a little bit more on you. You are flexing on me right now. <laughs> so Honda's third. You still, like, how close are these top three bikes for you? Literally, like... How close, how close, what's the closest in this ranking, comparatively speaking, where are these in, in closeness? So close. So like first to third or one and two or how close are we? I thought like Yamaha was this better today on the track and then I wanted to almost tie Cowie and Honda. Really? Yeah. Okay. So let's bump this up. Cowie got second for you. Uh huh. You like this bike? Yes. Why? Because it has a softer feel on my in my feet. Okay. And the forks were stiffer than the Hondas, so I didn't feel so I could actually push and have a little bit more fun on it uh-huh. today at Racetown. And then the stability wise through the rough stuff and through some these fast sweepers were better than the Honda today. Okay. So just not as not as rigid through your feet. Mm-hmm. A little more compliant. Yeah. How's cornering ability? Uh Actually, the Cowie's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Corner stability is good. Yeah. But the only thing why... I'm going to kind of jump up. Yeah, it's okay. But um, why it got second was because... So, the Cowie... The Cowie corner's good. Okay. But it has a chopper feel. But it still corner's good, and it still has, like, that good rideability. So, sensation is ass in low and you think when you're going to corner oh it might have a front end push but it doesn't no it doesn't the front end's still there okay yeah it's not washing away whatsoever um so a corner's decent yes um you've ridden the older cowie with the uh-huh. air fork so much 
huge improvement from Coward. Yeah, like, um, I remember a couple years ago, I would have picked the Coward to win, but I just didn't like the Air Fork. You went like Tyler Bowers and picked it to win. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> uh-uh. So, engine feeling, you like the engine on the Cowie? Yes, but, so, I tried all three couplers, Yeah. and I like the black one the best. Okay, we had a black map that I kind of developed with Cha, uh-huh. and it's like a more smoother but broader feel. Yeah, I like the broader feel. The stock coupler was good and kind of, it definitely hit hard on the bottom, and the mid was alright, and the top end was alright, and then um, I tried the lean coupler, what yep. was supposed to be like the most powerful one, right. and I didn't like it at all because, I don't know if I just ride a little bit higher in the RPMs, but it just didn't have the pull like the black one had. Okay, so Yamaha. Yeah. Here we are today, uh-huh. just like Colton. <laughs> Been talking shit about Yamahas for a no, while. Uh, you know what? You're right. You didn't talk shit. You said that actually the Yamaha was pretty good last year. Yeah, you just gung ho Yamaha dog all the time. And I'm not. I just like good bikes, and this Bro, bike is good. You say Yamaha dog is like number one for the last like three years. I Bro. did. I did say that three years. I've been on board. Yeah, and it's been good. Yeah. So you ranked it first here today. Why? Uh-huh. Because I think the Let's just go favorite bike and why. Okay. Yamaha was my so, favorite. So, hold on. The favorite bike and why is a column, a little uh, box in our sheets, and he's going to rip it off to why he likes it. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I'm going to add to it. Okay, go ahead. All right, so Yamaha was my favorite bike because the overall balance of the bike, front to rear, couldn't be matched. The suspension could support my weight and riding style. Okay. So, now it has holdup. Yes. Um, chassis balance is good. Yep. Stable. Yep. Cornering, fairly good. No, I like... So, the cornering, cornering is, the, is the cornering the best cornering bike here today? Yes. Okay. So, yes. now you think it's the best. What's second best cornering bike today? Uh, mm, I would say Cowie. Okay. So, the Yamaha is the best cornering bike today because of the stability coming into the corner? And you can charge in harder? The Yamaha's best corner bike today is because it held up, so it didn't have up and down motion. Okay. And I couldn't control that with any with rebound and high speed and stuff like that with the, the other bikes yeah. because the springs were so soft. Okay. The Yamaha had a stiffer setting in it, so it held up okay. higher up in the stroke, uh-huh. so I could feel where the bike was happy, mm-hmm. and I could follow that all the way through the corner so just an overall balance of the bike was the attitude of the bike on the track was yeah. friendlier to you yeah the quote of the day was the bike felt happy on the track and wanted to rail corners okay so yeah dom said it's like having a uh, your mom or dad or your chick hug you <laughs> yeah and, like, comforting yeah and that's what it was like for him is getting on the yamaha was a comfort feeling yeah yeah no like it's weird because i never like kind of relate motorcycles to feelings but the yamaha felt happy on the track like that's like if the yamaha had feelings it wanted to ride a motocross track hey you should relate dirt bikes to feelings all the time (laughs) that's how it should be oh yeah because you love dirt bikes yeah so it should be a feeling thing for you yeah no for sure so yamaha takes the kick but before we get off the yamaha thing i'm gonna prolong this Uh uh-huh engine yes you like it yes why because um so tractor tractor like feel Eh. Third gear in the corner? Eh. Okay. So, Go ahead. the stock map was all right. I thought the um, bottom end power was a little too aggressive for me. Ooh. Yeah. And I couldn't really fine tune with, like, my, like, 
cornering. Cornering. Yep. So I got the TP 2.0 map. Ooh, yep, yep, yep. And um, that smoothed everything out and just made the whole bike roll and I could really fine tune with the throttle. And then two, what I also didn't put in my comments but wanted to ask Yamaha, that throttle on the Yamaha is like a quarter turn throttle. So you think it's, it needs to be longer? No. Mm. I like the throttle. It has the shortest It has the shortest pull pull yeah. out of every bike. KTM is long, right? Yeah. And it's a black, it has the black cam in it, people. So KTM's have the black cam, throttle cam in it the whole time in the shootout. And yeah. it still feels a little long. Yeah. So, the Yamaha definitely has the shortest pull. Yeah, that's a good point, Ty. I uh -huh. never thought about that. But yeah, it does. When you pull it, it's not that long. And uh -huh. so you don't chicken wing it as much. Yeah, no. Like, I could... I why i found out about it is because the yamaha was the only bike consistently lap after lap i felt the lock on okay so you can just lock it up yeah i can regrip in the corner or regrip over a jump and then hit the lock without like totally chicken winging it let me ask you a couple of pro questions yeah um do you hook your foot underneath the foot peg when you see it bounce only on gnarly stuff okay do you scrub when you scrub Mm -hmm. Are you hitting the, the 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 locks on the bars? No, you never do that. I don't. You don't bang the bar no, to no, straighten no, your bike. No, no, no. Okay, that's just maybe maybe I go maybe I lock the bars going like I scrub to the right and yeah. then lock the bars to the left. Okay, just to bring it back. Yeah, and shake off the mud on the front fender. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> talented right here. So I'm sitting here interview tired with this fucking jersey on because the I best lost jersey you'll ever wear. Because you guys out there voted for Tyler on Saturday for yeah. his freaking pink gear that he was yeah, wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wearing a sick orange and navy hey, blue. you really want to go there and talk shit on the pink gear, bro? No. Breast I, cancer awareness? No, no. I, I do not. I, no. What? I do not want to what? talk shit. What? On, on, what? Listen. What? Listen. Dude, you can't say anything without one. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> listen to me for a second. Like Tony Lester says, listen to me. <laughs> What's up? The pink, I have no problem with pink. Uh -huh. But just to what you had. What? It wasn't that as good as mine. Bro. I shit was Head good. to toe. Whatever. Anyway, I'm wearing his jersey because the bet was whoever wins the poll, which he won by, but it was close. It was, <laughs> it close, was close. By maybe less than 100 votes. Okay. I Now I have to wear his, his fly racing jersey. Um, he wears a large, by the way, which is impressive. Yeah. I wear a medium. Oh, you found, I thought you wore a large. I wear a medium. Oh. So, um, I'm a medium guy. Oh. I'm I thought you were large. Dude, I'm 170 pounds. Come on. Well, I know you're kind of Dick built like a two-by-four. I'm built like a chick. <laughs> so, I'm wearing Ty's jersey for a week. If you see me at the track, and for some reason Tyler looks insane on a bike, <laughs> that's just me, people. Don't worry about it. <laughs> or if you see Kiefer, and he's looking like he has some extra style, that's because he has my jersey It's on. probably more of that than anything, <laughs> trust me, because the old man's starting to creep in on my style a little bit. So, oh. as Ty would say, I'm stiff on the bike. Yeah. Not on the yeah. Yamaha, though. Uh-uh, not on the Yamaha. I'm like, good. I'm like, stylish on that. <laughs> yeah. Wait to see the bangers they got of me today. Oh, yeah? Good. Looking loose? Yeah. Can't wait to post and show you. I'm going to tag you. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. Hey, let me break out real quick. Yamaha, Kawasaki, Honda, KTM, Suzuki, fifth. Woo! Husqvarna is not going to be happy about a six, though. I'm tell yeah. You about that. Well, they can they can call me. Yeah. All right. Well, Husky honestly has been doing good. So, um, just like on Tuesday, there was a Yamaha ranking that was fifth. So, this is the beauty and the curse of shootouts, people. Yeah. Sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low. It's rider's preference and track. There you go. Thanks, Ty. Later. <laughs> Last. 
but certainly not least, the well, I'm trying to think of a nickname. Oh, Fast Lane, <laughs> Fast Lane, Lane Shaw, Mister um, Congeniality, I guess. Ma'am, sir, it's bringing that southern hospitality here to Southern California. I like it. That's why he's here. He's a good kid. Um, very polite. He's an up-and-coming pro motocross racer. You can find him at 2019 East Coast Supercross Series riding a KTM 250SXF. And, uh, yeah, come say hi to him. He's a good dude. He has a good family. I love his mom. He's a, she's She is a hoot, man. I love your mom. She's cool. She's the life of the party. She is. She's, she's so a, much cooler than me. She's way more hyped up than you are, dude. <laughs> she's way more hyped up. She's so cool. I mean, she lights up a room when she comes in. And she I does. Just, I just hope to be... Half is what she is. When You're I'm on your way, bro. Coming. All right. So Lane Shaw, height, weight, real quick. What you, what you got? Um, five seven. Okay. 150 pounds. All right. So you're really light, a little shorter guy. Um, sixth place, not the Suzuki. Two people today got it in fifth. You picked actually the same bike that Tyler Intignat picks it, Husqvarna 450. So break us off some of that information that why Husky got sixth. Today, I just didn't feel as comfortable on the bike. Okay. Um, I couldn't find a good setting suspension-wise. Um, I just couldn't push like I wanted to. Okay. Or I felt like I could on the other bikes. Um, the front end was real washy to me, and I even uh, took out air. I uh, I like lowering the, uh, the millimeters. The fork a little bit? I yeah. like lowering the fork, and it was at 8, so I moved it down to 4. Uh-huh. Um, I just, it just kept riding high on me. Okay. And I even went, uh, it's a 10.5 air. Uh, a bar. A bar. Yep. So, and I went to 10.2. Okay. So that's three spring rates. And I just, I just couldn't feel comfortable on it today. Um, the what harshness if- was kind of real s- subtle yep. or like real initial on it. Okay. And then once it had was harsh, it, it just kind of wanted to push. It never wanted to plant for me. Okay. Is it? Is uh, more of a front-end feeling um, for you than a rear-end feeling, like as far as the comfort that you're lacking? Is it more front-end or rear-end? It's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Um, the back vibrates a good amount. So you feel that through your, your, your pegs? I feel it in the back end. A little bit of the pegs. I feel it through the subframe. Okay. The uh, carbon fiber subframe. Yep. Um, it just felt real rigid. Okay. Real bumpy. Uh, I could feel it every bump. Alright. Like so it didn't really flow through the bumps, uh low speed, high speed, um, acceleration. It just wanted to skate on me. We had some good bumps today. Yeah, we did. This track, uh Sunrise, is awesome. My first time here and I really enjoyed it. So out of the two days that you tested, because you're one of the two guys that tested both days, feel privileged. Uh. I am, thank you so much. <laughs> uh which track do you think was better for testing? I think Sunrise today was. It was a little bit tighter. Yeah. It had some acceleration bumps. It had some regular bumps. It had some really good ruts. Um, it had some pretty good-sized jumps. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun to ride, and it really let you test different things on the bikes that really helped me put the bikes in a different order than I had them the other day than just going wide open. Right, right. So engine feeling on the on the FC450? It's pretty strong. It has a great straight-line power. Yeah. But handling i just couldn't get it to to stay subtle or you couldn't get that comfort that you want i couldn't okay um fifth place people whoo rmz 450 it, i saw a sea of sixes on tuesday 
Now we got a five and six. So here we go. I'm telling you guys this before. I'm getting loud, I know, but that's because these bikes are all good, okay? I say this, again, it's just not a bunch of bullshit. Uh, there's a lot of work. I've, I've been in the R&D process, people. I know how much work goes on with the bike. Just because it's a six-place bike doesn't mean it's a pile of shit and you shouldn't go buy it. There's a reason why certain people need a Suzuki, and Lane's going to rip off some reasons right now why he liked the RMZ 450. Today. Today it turned. Yeah. Um, I actually started on the settings that I worked on at comp. Probably not ideal. Yeah. But I felt like at comp I had a good little setting for how fast the track was. It was so fast that it kind of wanted to push um, the front end a little bit. That's why I put it sixth. Yeah. Um, today it was so short and tight. I wanted to start there just so I could see, like, okay, let's make some drastic changes. I uh, changed the sag. It's a 108 stock that's what we ran on tuesday i, I went down to my what i usually run a 105 uh -huh. um, i went five clicks softer on the rebound where it, i went to nine and it's usually standard at 11 uh -huh. um the rebound i went uh from stock i went half a turn back from stock and then on the compression i went a full turn and a half it starts at two and i went to a 3.5 okay there's five in there that it can go back to and i went to 3.5 and it went from a harsh back in to like wanted to pogo stick me off the bike to feeling plush and I could turn and put that back in anywhere I wanted to which was allowing me to just kind of flow in the turns and just kind of have fun I was standing up midway through the turn and then sitting down uh -huh. I was doing all kinds of different things to try to really work with this bike because I raced it in Mexico and I kind of have a feeling of what it, it could have been. Yeah. But Tuesday, I didn't have that feeling. So yeah. I really wanted to try and work with it today. Good, man. And, and the engine feeling was okay for you to hear today? It was so smooth. Yeah. Um, That was, you have to ride it. You really got to push and you really got to ride it like it's a 250F. Right. But when it, I got it set up to where I could like to turn it, it was, it was really good. Um, CRF 450R, fourth place today. It's been back and forth. It's been as high as second place, but today with Lane, um, again, tighter track, a little more jumpier, bigger size bumps, CRF 450R. Um, what are the what are the things that, two things that you didn't like about this machine today? On the tight corners that we were dealing with today that had bumps, acceleration bumps, in and coming out, the bike wanted to stand up and bounce around on me. So it wasn't... Cornering stability wasn't the best for you. It it had a very unbalanced feel today. Okay. Um, on the long sweeping corner, smooth bike reacts way different today with the conditions that we were faced. It it would just wanted to stand and it wasn't it wasn't working with me. Um, what's another thing that you didn't like about besides cornering stability? What about as far as do you get more rigidity and harshness from this frame? Yes, I do. Um, it felt a little bit harsh. Um, it just felt like it was when I was hitting my bumps today when it was bouncing out, it was fighting against it. Instead of like flowing with me, right. it was pushing me all over the place. Kind of deflecting. I, yes. Yeah. Um, things you do like about this engine today, an engine and chassis. I guess, well, chassis wasn't a big, <laughs> wasn't a big hit for you today, but what about suspension and engine? It feels really good high speed. Okay. Um, really good you can put it you can ride it as fast as you want down the rough straights coming in coming into the corners a little bit of the lower speed is a little pushy okay so i kind of fought that to be honest today but the bike has such good bite yeah. on bottom end okay that um it just makes it fun to ride so you have a lot of power coming out of a corner 
Yes, it uh, it pulls really hard, really good, and really nice roll power. Okay. But I couldn't really experience that today because I was fighting it a lot with how much it wanted to push me out of the currents. How much uh, were you on the map switch today? Where do you, where are you at? I went with three. Map three, okay. Mm-hmm. And you tried map two and map one. I played with one a little bit. Okay. But uh, I li- I really like the three. But if I had more time, I probably would have tried to do a little bit more with the maps because they're a pretty big difference. Yeah. KTM 450 SXF podium position for you. I, I, pardon me if I don't remember, but where was the Orange Brigade at for you on, on Tuesday? Do you remember where you put that? You put it second? No, oh, you, I put it, I put it right. as it won. As it won. So as here won. today so, at third. Why did it drop here today? Just give us that. Why did it not win for you here today? Today, I just... The other bikes felt better. Okay. Uh, it was a very close race between the top three. Okay. Um, but I made some different changes on the top two that kind of set the bar just a little bit higher okay but the top three were very good they were very very close um you still like so engine feeling on the husqvarna and the ktm feels similar to you no okay i I feel completely different on a ktm than i do on a husky explain what the differences are for you on the ktm you get a little bit more bottom end feeling out of a corner on an orange brigade bike versus a a white one i feel like the white one has a little bit more okay but i feel like the power is very smooth on the ktm uh it flows very nice from bottom to mid to top. Uh-huh. I would say the mid to top is a little bit better. Okay. That once you have that roll speed, it's so smooth through the mid going to the top through those corners that it allows the bike to really be rideable, um, really smooth. It doesn't really rip your arms off, but you're moving. Right. And um, today I really noticed that uh, when I was downshifting, the engine... Um, it had like no engine braking. Oh, so less engine braking. Yes, it yeah. rolled very nice. Okay. So it made the corners very nice. Um, it allowed them to just really flow. Okay. Um, air fork. I I'm not a very big fan of the air fork. Okay. Um, but on this one, I went uh, a 10.2. Okay. Again, I, I dropped it because of being a lighter guy. I kind of wanted the front end to, to uh, give give a little bit for me, and I. Uh, I lowered the uh, forks. Yeah. They're at eight millimeters. I put them down to four, and then I went two clicks softer on a rebound to handle the harsh kind of little hits. Yep, yep. And once I could do that, I felt very stable on this bike. It had a very good flow. Um, felt very balanced. I, like I said, I could turn the bike very good, but I was also standing and turning the bike very good. Sitting down, transitioning very good. I sit to a stand through the turns and through the uh, choppy acceleration bumps that we had today. Kawasaki KX 450, man, coming second. It's been really good all week long, man. So, what do you? Why, why is this bike so dang good? Why, what do you feel? You're a smaller guy. It's a bigger bike. Do you notice it being a bigger bike? Oh, so the feels, bike feels flickable. Okay, it really does. It feels light and flickable. Um, Engine feeling for you, peppy. With the white map, okay, the white coupler, map, yeah. yes, very peppy. But I ended up liking the stalker map today, okay, just because the bike has a, a pretty good low end, uh-huh. but the uh, stock map gave it more mid to top, so it gave that roll on power very smooth and very transition friendly yeah. in the corners, and it it flowed right over the ch- chop and acceleration bumps very good today. Engine engine like, um, how about engine braking on the Kawasaki? It had a good roll too. Okay, so um, not a lot of engine not, braking. 
I wouldn't say it was like the KTM, but right. it wasn't. It's was in between. It was a little in between. Um, suspension. How'd you how'd you go about getting the comfort level to you on this track today? I did two clicks stiffer on the front, and uh -huh. I did two clicks out on the rebound. Okay, so you went a little bit stiffer on the four. Mm -hmm. And you're a big front and steering guy, I would say. I am. Yeah, I so you say. have to have that feeling. Does it feel light through corners? It does. It really does. It's got a very uh, slim body. It feels very flowy and very light. Out of all the Japanese bikes here today, would you say the Cowie was the lightest feeling? Hands down. Okay. Hands down. Yeah, so chassis feel on these, this thing, guys, is narrow. Again, peppy bottom end for me, so it's, it makes the bike feel light. Um, I, I prefer, actually, the black coupler. Lane is on the green coupler, which is the stock one, which I understand what he's talking about. Um, but for me, black little bit smoother because it was a little bit touchy for me off bottom end and it just broadened everything and just gave me a long pulling power. Um, what is there something that you dislike about the Kawasaki? I didn't really have very many dislikes on this bike. Um, the bottom the bottom end maybe a little bit more. Uh -huh. A little bit more power, a little bit more bite. You want a little bit more, okay. A little bit more bite. Um, but the way the motor is now, it's very solid and very smooth. Um, it hits very good in transitions from low to mid to high very good in the different maps um, It changes the bike very drastically. So it's a fun bike to play with Yamaha wins it today blue crew. Yeah, and it wasn't up there that much on It was, it was second was it? It, it was it second. fourth. I don't know. It was second. Okay, so it, it won today What tipped it over the scales to win? So on Tuesday, I felt like my rider triangle. Yep was a little off okay i felt like i was reaching a lot in the front so first thing we did we turned the bar mounts backwards which allowed the bars to come closer to me okay and being a shorter guy i like a lower bar bend i like them rolled back i like them close to me so it kind of gave me that feeling that i was really looking for on that yamaha right and um i put what really set another thing off was i put the tp1 map in it I was messing with the TP2, which gave it a lot of bottom. So let me explain for the people at home listening what that is. So TP2.0 is a little bit more bottom and stronger bottom mid. OG TP is a little linear off the bottom, smoother roll on, and then a broader mid to top. And that's what Lane's talking about that he liked more. I liked it so much more because this, this bike has so much bark yeah. off bottom end. You don't need anything. You know, it's it's got enough. Right. So if you could get the mid and the top, to match the bottom right. you know this bike's deadly so the tp1 map allowed me to do that it allowed me to not be so well i don't know how to say it jerky through jerky the to the corners yeah. i was kind of turning twice in the corners yeah. with, and i was like why am i not flowing put that second map in it allowed me to just have a steady throttle and it didn't allow the bike to kind of react under me it kind of just let me flow through the corners um suspension on this sucker suspension wise i did uh changed up today I went to rebound, I went to eight. Uh-huh. And then um, front compression, I went to nine when it's at twelve. Yep. And then that was kind of the setter for me today. You think um, this is best suspension in class? After doing my adjustments, yep. it was probably the best one that you can buy, race ready, ready to go. It felt so solid and so planted underneath me. Um cornering ability on this thing? Oh. Awesome. So, Outstanding. Best cornering bike today. Yes. So, engine, you think that third gear roll-on in the corners? Outstandable. Yeah, so... I'm a third gear guy on a 450. Yeah. Um, 
And with the TP2 map, I was having trouble. I didn't know where my shifts were. Yeah. Um, third kind of felt a little funny. It yeah. kind of felt like it was barking away from me. And second didn't feel like it was enough. And I was having to shift. Put that TP1 in. I could run third. And it just pulled throughout so smooth. Um, I just really enjoyed this bike today. So there you go. Lane Shaw with his results coming in. Yamaha first. Kawasaki second. KTM third. Fourth. Honda 450. RMZ fifth. Husqvarna, 456th. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you, Chris it's, it's been a good good couple days with you. I'm glad you got this under your belt. You're improving as a test guy. I like that. And, uh, again, thank you. And, and, hey, fun times. Always. Always with you. We have a great time. I'm just so thankful to be a part. He's of, a good-looking, uh, hey, you girls. <laughs> probably no girls listen to this, but anyway. You have a guy. If you're, if you're listening, you know a chick that's hot. <laughs> Hit up Lane Shaw because he's a good looking dude. On Instagram. What's your Insta? Lane Shaw 86. There it is, people. Boom. Thanks, Lane. Thank you. Okay, I, I apologize in advance um, for you uh, people listening right now. It's, <laughs> I'm really going to try to keep this 10 minutes, okay? That's impossible. Right. So, listen. On this H4 recorder, we're not going more than 10 minutes because I need to go home because we're still at the track. Your wife's about to kill you. Michael Lindsay's here. He came out. He just, we had a private day at the track, obviously. He came out and rode. Uh, Michael's been doing a good job at Vital. I think Vital owes him uh, a raise or something because uh, they didn't have much testing going on before Michael showed up. I've known Michael for a little bit. He was this kid at Paris that wanted to talk to me for 20 fucking minutes when I was trying to go riding. Do you remember this? I actually did. Yeah, so, and, and, I, and I, he's a nice kid. So I always told people, like, hey, Michael talks a lot, but his heart is in the right place. He has a good heart. And he, he, he's good technically, he, he's, a, he's a good tester, so I think Vital has someone good over there, and I approve of that. And they have Klinger, which is one of my guys from Dirt Rider, he's a good dude, so um, good on you, Vital. But you're out here, I wanted to get with you really quick, and just bullshit about shootouts in general, and why I still like doing shootouts, and why you guys still do them over here. And of course, you picked, I don't know who wins my shootout yet, we don't yeah. know yet, but Yamaha won yours. Yeah, and was, you, but you picked the Cowie over the Yamaha. Yeah, barely. So, my my final results were pretty close to our shootout results. My um, <clears throat> my bottom three were basically the same: Suzuki six, uh, KTM fifth, Husqvarna fourth. Uh huh. And then uh, our shootout result, we actually had a tie for second between the Honda and the Cowie, and then Yamaha won overall. It was pretty close. It was only like a from the Yamaha to those two ties was only like a three point spread. And then on my personal list. I went Honda third, Yamaha second, Kawasaki first. Okay. So what separates Cowie for you and the Yamaha? Like what makes the Cowie tip the scales and say, this is my bike that I would like? It, it was close because the way we did our results uh, on the third and final day, um, I told everybody, hey, I need all your, your stuff in a couple hours. I drove to our video guy's house in LA and we were going to sit down and get this thing done. And I literally sat the drive there and had to pro and con it. I was that close between the two on my way there. I was like literally hitting i'm in la traffic and i'm beating my head on the steering wheel right and i i came down to a couple things between them i love both the chassis on uh, both bikes from a from a handling characteristics to the little bit of what i feel like is added comfort that both of them have over a lot of things in the class um i like both engines for different reasons uh, i really had to weigh look at myself as a rider and pick on the couple things that i don't naturally do well and how each of those bikes either helped or didn't help against that and what ultimately 
kind of put me over the edge a little bit with the Cowie is uh, some of the comfort I have, the ability I have to stand on the bike and control it along the bodywork, um, the feel I have in some corners, the way I'm able to manipulate it was just... How much do you weigh and how tall are you? Uh, I'm five foot eight and a half and I weigh, when we did our shootout, I weighed 157 pounds. When you did your shootout, what are you now? Uh, 161. What'd you get fat for, dude? In Japan. I know, I ate too You got much. fat in Japan? Usually goes the other way, dude. Usually come home skinnier. I ate a lot of McDonald's french fries the last time. Oh, that's why, because you didn't eat the... Okay, got it. I can't eat fish there. So you're just hogging down the Big Macs? No, just the french fries. You, that's all you get? No. You don't get quarter pounders or anything? That's what you get. You go to I McDonald's was, and say, I want french fries. I was walking around Tokyo. I was bored. I had french fries in my hand. No burger. No burger. Okay. I would hey, I would eat traditional. When I sat down for meals, I'd have like chicken curry plates. I right. tried to be... I tried to be like... Yeah, don't, don't insult them. I don't insult them. No, 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 no. All right, all right. So yeah, you picked the cowie... Which honestly, it's it's not it's not a far fetch. It won our first day on Tuesday. It's a good yeah. bike. Um, Yamaha is very close. It's the same thing. Actually, Yamaha was winning Tuesday until one rider picked it fifth and fucked it. Um, but then again, that's that's what we talk about. That's the beauty and the curse of shootouts. You're winning one minute. Yeah. One rider could tip the scales yeah, either way. That was on ours because it was actually the way when the math first started coming in. Um, first four guys came in. We had actually Cowie was technically ahead by a little bit. Um, by like one point, Yamaha started chiming in. I almost thought we were going to have a tie for the win. And then we had one person uh, really ding the cow. And I understand why. I talked to the person that gave the low score, and I totally understand why it didn't suit them. The Everything I said made sense, and that's part of it. It's all opinion. Right. I, I tell people this, and I'm sure you can attest to this. Shootouts for me, and not in, in my shootout, it's, it's not a Bible. Yeah. It's not like, here is the best bike. Like, yeah. here's a wide range of opinions. Find a guy that you can relate to. Let that help you be your guy to purchasing a motorcycle. Whatever wins my shootout doesn't mean... I mean, well, I should take that back. It probably... And whoever wins our shootout is probably the overall best bike of the days that we were here. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like Joe Blow that has $10,000 in his bank account doesn't mean you should go buy a Yamaha. How much do you ride? How much do you weigh? How tall are you? Where are you riding at? Things like that all take into account of where... And what you should purchase, right? Yeah. So, we still do shootouts. I still like them. I think they're fun to do. I like looking at other people's shootouts. I'm a fan of that kind of stuff. I was when I was younger. Um, Pingree doesn't, and I understand why, and we touched on this. It, it's kind of a headache. Like, it's a busy time for me this week, as I sure it was when you were doing yours. A lot of work goes involved yep. in these fucking things. So, we don't do them for our health. We enjoy them. And that's just the beauty of shootouts, man. Like, I've had almost 20 test riders. Um, that's the only thing difference between me and you. Use the same guys two days. All three, all three days, same seven, uh, seven guys. Yeah. Rotate. Yep. So I choose to use different people because I want more of a broader spe spectrum when the information goes out. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Seven guys. That's a that's a wide range as well. I just want to include more. And I think two fifties. There's even more of a of a difference for me because I use chicks. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know if are you doing that. I actually was talking to one or two. I might bring one in this year. Yeah, I think there's more women on 250F, so it's something it, they it can relate to. It more, yep. Yeah, so uh, you're a Cowie guy. You always said that. And I said, but I haven't, you know, in my, I had to be really reserved a bit when we were driving, like I said, weighing the opinions, because yes, I, I grew up on Kawasaki's, and I haven't raided one well in a shootout for quite a while. But the other thing, saying to how well the Yamaha finished, I remember, I think I told and Ulrich just right afterwards. I think the best a Yamaha has ever finished in a shootout for me is 
third, and that was early years of Air Force for some of the 450s. Did it so get fourth last year on your guys? It got fourth overall, and as I've rated it usually around fourth on my personal list. So, I right. mean, there's there's been reasons why, and that's... I, I was blown away because I remember when we did all the first impression, you know, the bike intros. I rode the Cowie the first time. Of course, it's an all-new bike, so you have that bit, bit of hoo-hoo factor. Right. I'm a Cowie guy, so initially I rode it, and I was just stoked. I'm like, this thing's competitive. Right. Like, but you really never know when you ride it for yeah, the first yeah. impression. You're like, it's good here, but is, will yeah. it be good with other bikes? And, and that was the one kind of for me is um, in my personal list going into the shootout, I thought I had, because I've ridden them all enough days, I had kind of a rough idea going into it. Like, oh, I think this might be about where we end up. And, and something surprised me, like, because where the Yamaha wasn't a drastic change, even though the Yamaha guys were good about it, they brought out an 18 19 the day I rode in Paul, and I was blown away how improved it was for the small items, because I think they did a great job of targeting what we all complained about last year, like, the little things, like the seat foam thickness, the balance of the bike, and yep. not to all, they targeted everything so perfect, but still, when I rode a Paul, I knew it was good, but I don't think it hit me how good it was till I started riding each day, and I would say the one that slipped the most on my personal list is... Uh, the first day I rode the Honda, I thought it was going to be a little more in there. Mm-hmm. And as we rode it, some bigger, faster tracks, some of the stability with it, there was little things that were just um, picky about it. I, I noticed that bike for me was one of the hardest to setups because I've never, I don't think I've ever ridden a bike that you can change one millimeter or fork height or, or shock makes height. Makes a big difference. Yeah, it's like doing three millimeters on any other bike. It's a big swing. Uh, so and what chasing. he's saying is, for the people listening out there, is. It could go either way, right? It could go bad or it could go good. So yeah. one millimeter, whichever that is, is really drastic either way. Yeah, and that's what I felt like that bike was the most. If I rode in the morning with a good setting, I'd be like, oh, this is good. And then I always, I do pretty fast rotation, so I try to ride them two times at age. I get back on the afternoon, I'd be like, uh-oh, we're missing something. And then I'm trying to make these changes to chase it, and it was like make you know i'm trying to do these small changes and it's just making big leaps either way and i'm like oh it's it, it could get a little confusing sometimes uh chasing with that bike so that was kind of the only there, it's a plus and a minus it's cool because you can fine-tune the bike so much but can it can also get you lost so i'm going back east yeah i'm gonna do east coast shootout yeah i want i kind of want all of the media world testing guys to kind of start doing this for these guys back here yeah um I feel like once I do this and I get back there and I'm spending all my own money to do this and kind of change the way uh, media testing, you know, gets out to the people, we have the same tracks. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I disagree when people say, hey, I'm going to go back to my home track and really tell you what this bike's all about. Yeah. That doesn't mean shit, dude. Like, I feel like we need a broad spectrum of, uh, of media testers out there to bring the information out to at least... North America, yeah, yeah, we're not living in Europe, so let them handle that. But East Coaster, dude, is so much different. Yeah, uh, I went to Tennessee, and I thought the KTM was good here, and I was ready. Yeah. And the KTM was so bad yeah. for me at Loretta's. And I was like, holy shit, I picked the wrong bike. And that's what sparked the interest for me. Like, yeah. well, these people bitching on the right coast have a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, us, I, for us, that you guys listen on the East Coast, our tracks are, yeah, we have deep conditions. But it's more square edgy back here on the west coast and it is in the east coast you guys have tall soft bumps bikes react different to that we have more uh, we have faster tracks square edge we do have bumps but it's rare occasion that we have really tall slower building they bumps. have rolls between them it's yeah. a difference in rebouncing the biggest thing i noticed too is you know people always pick on us as test riders when they look just purely a spec sheet i always see one of the biggest is you guys are all saying the Honda feels as light as the KTM movement. You're, you're completely full of it. That bike weighs 14 pounds more. You're, you're, you're full of crap. And I think that's one thing. West Coast tracks, we have so much more. The ground conditions and the way the tracks are laid out, there's a certain amount of flow 
that as long as the bike isn't a complete pig, the way you're rolling through the sections, you don't feel like you're manhandling as much. Like I noticed when we went to Baker's for that Husky intro, you're running through these deep sand roars where the bike is constantly sloshing around under you. And when you're in a condition where you're having to manually do the work, you're doing that rowing motion, the lightness on like say a KTM or Husky does stand out more for me in a, right. in a deep condition like that. So then there's certain aspects of a bike that- Depends if it's the engine's good or not. Yes. So, but that's the other thing I got uh, some flack on for our shootout. But then my comment also is, you know, an engine can make a bike feel light. That was to me a huge thing with the Yamaha this year is the gearing change and the mapping change. And then also the way they balance the bike. The bike felt lighter because the bike itself, it, it felt like for me, it does more of the work for you because the engine, um, we rode one of our test days at Paul. I felt like it stood out the most, even though Paul's really fast track, there's a lot of, I can say like undulations on the inside corner, little single stuff. You're trying to, you know, use a bump to preload over a single yeah. and you can use the engine to manipulate how the bike handles that. Where on the KTM Husky, where I thought the power was a little bit too mellow initially, or a little bit of a not a connected feel, I was doing more of that manual labor, pulling the bike up to get it to react the way I want to. Where like the cowing the Yamaha for me felt so connected at the bottom end, I could just give it a little flip of the throttle at the right point, and the bike would do the work right. for me in a sense. So it, at the end, it's like the bike feels lighter because it's doing a portion of the job that I'm trying to do. So two things before we wrap up, because so we're we're twelve minutes, bro. You're two minutes over. You talk the most in this one. No, stop it. That never happens. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> two things. Are you going back to East with me? Is Vital going to flip out if you go and do your opinion with me? I mean, I am a part-timer now, so... So anyway, that's that's. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. I'm going to try to get Michael to go back there. It'd be cool. Can I um, drive around in the van with you? I don't want to fly. Yeah. I'm not driving. You're not driving? No, I'm sending it on a truck with the bikes, and I'm flying back there. So um, I'm going to have some help from some local people. But, yeah, we're going to go to three different tracks. Um, And the second thing is, what um, what about motocross action and how they do their testing? How do you feel about that? Don't get crazy. I'm just saying, here's my view. I think motocross action does a good job of riding the bikes. They do a lot of riding. Yeah. But... um, some of the testing that they do, um, Jody-isms, is just far-fetched for me. Yeah, I can agree. I think they do hold their standard as they try to always push as hard as possible when, when we're doing our shouts. Well, we ride them more. Yeah, you guys do. All the time at REM, they definitely put more hours on the bikes. I've seen what they... I see. I disagree. I think I put a lot of time on bikes myself. You put a lot of time on bikes yourself, but them as a group, because I will admit Collectively, that I, yeah, they have more time. Yeah. They have collectively more yeah. time. Um, I think one thing I at least enjoy about how I do it, how you do it, even um, trans worlds become more transparent with the results, is being very transparent. How many people were involved? How did you come up with your final scoring? And that's a little bit of, um, and it's their way of doing it. MXAN, even dirt bike, to me, there isn't a lot of transparency with the end result. Right. You, just have, you have it, and there it is. There it is. Who was the deciding factor? How many people were involved? Was it a staff decision? Is this a test or like there's not the, the transparency there right. to me. And that that's why when I did mine the first time when I got vital, we had never done one. I looked at how everybody else was doing it, and I'm like, well, I'm a website only. I'm not restricted to a magazine size, so I'm going to give all my guys all the space to talk, and I'm going to leave as transparent as possible. If somebody wants to yell at me for a bike finishing here, I'm like, well, go see why it rated there. Everybody's opinion's there. Everybody's yeah. scores there. That's all I said. Like, if you want to add up my scores, listen to the interviews, you can do the math yourself, and it's all right there. So yeah. I always get that. You fixed it because somebody paid you. I'm like, really? Go look. Where did I fix it? Results are all right there. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of why, like, I mean, I kick myself in the ass. I don't take advertising money on my site, which I could, but I don't because 
even though you and I know that you really, even if you do have advertising money on your site, you're not going to rate something good or I shouldn't say good. You're not going to make it win something because someone's paying you. It's just not really like that anymore. Um, but that is out there yeah, and yeah. that's why I don't do it. And I try to be transparent in the sense when um, I always, somebody will throw in a comment section, not usually on our own site. I think people that visit my own website enough know who advertises and who doesn't because they see it. Right. But people on like a YouTube channel or an Instagram and I'll throw it out there. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you exactly who advertises. I won't give them the exact money amount. That's a little out there, but I'll tell them who the biggest, the smallest is. And as it's been the last couple of years, people that aren't advertising keep winning mine. And at one point the biggest spender got last. So I must be really bad at my job if I'm getting paid off. Right. So basically <laughs> everyone's doing a, like gone are the, gone are the days where everyone hates each other at the magazine. I think we all get along. We all bring something to the table. Everyone has something, uh, uh, uh yeah. an attribute yeah. that is positive. So I've said this before, go with who you trust. If you yeah. trust Jody, do that. If you like Michael's stuff, do that. If you like to go collectively do a lot of things and, and take bits and pieces of all of our stuff, do that. But I'm not here trying to win you over. Michael's not trying to win you over. We're just all bringing you guys something that is different and you go where you need to go. Yeah, can I throw in my last one? Mine yeah. is the same thing. Like As much as I said, I don't agree with the way they finish it. If you're a dude that's getting ready to go spend $10,000 out of your pocket right now, I implore you, go read them all because I want you to find the bet. The reason we do this is so people out there don't waste 10 grand on the bike that doesn't suit them. Albeit right. they all, we always say it like it's competitive. They're all good. There's definitely a bike that suits different people and I'd rather see people happy at the track. Yeah, you don't want someone pissed off at the track. No, definitely not. I'll punch you in the face. I haven't had that happen yet, thank goodness. When's your chick coming back? A couple weeks. So if you see Michael Lindsay and see a smaller, um, pasty-ish girl, short hair, that's Michael's chick. She's cute. She's nice. Talk to her. Tell her that uh, Michael's not doing a good enough job somewhere. And step <laughs> his game up. See ya. You're brutal. Yeah.